0: Hi, everyone. Before we get started, I just wanted to let you know that your girl is on Patreon. What else is going on, podcast? AKA WeGo, W E I G O, is on Patreon. So if you feel so inclined and want to support your girl that way, you can head on over to patreon.com slash WeGo podcast. That's P A T R E O N dot com slash WeGo podcast, W E I G O podcast. Now, If you don't want to be on a monthly recurring thing, I totally understand that. But if you want to support, you can head on over to buymeacoffee.com slash Wego, W-E-I-G-O. Again, buymeacoffee.com slash W-E-I-G-O. Because you know a girl be trying to put in some work and a coffee could help me stay awake. So those are your two options. And if you don't want to do either of those things, if you could rate, review, and subscribe and share with your friends, I would love that. Now, on to the episode.
1: The
2: following podcast is a CJ Media production.
0: Welcome to the What Else Is Going On podcast, the intersection where pop culture life and real life meet up. Get ready to deep dive into all things reality TV and the dichotomy of loving the game, but not necessarily the players. When they start to reflect real life issues like deep seated discrimination and a world rooted in racism. Feeling conflicted because I love Clip,
2: Clip,
0: Clip. And I also have to chant Black Lives Matter. Buckle your seatbelts and brace yourselves because my foot is off the brake and this intersection gets busy. So come along for the ride so we can see what else is going on. like a couple in that picture I know
1: right? <laughs> with all my girlfriends I'm always like
0: yes you
1: if are yes. if I was not gay but <laughs> yeah. well,
0: I am so glad that you called in um, I'm so glad to have you first off I want to say you are legit they're a true deal people will always give you advice do this do that I had um, guys listening I had a conversation with Anthony last week and he's been amazing didn't know me just knew that I followed him and your advice It was just amazing, so thank you.
1: Well, you're a very receptive person and I can tell that you're extremely creative and there's very few people who use both sides of their brains, you know? You have the left side of your brain and it's a little bit more analytical and then you got the right side of your brain. And the beauty of everything that comes together in media and TV and podcasting, Instagram, it's all a combination of both. And if you can really put those two together, and that's like where the real magic happens and where it starts.
0: Well, um, thank you for saying that because, I, so I told you on the phone, guys, Anthony and I talked on the phone on Tuesday and my husband was sitting at his desk and he's like, that could have been a podcast. And it's funny, ever <laughs> since I started podcasting, if I have like a good conversation, he'll be like that, and he's normally right. But um, my kids being in entertainment, I stopped. I didn't look at them like a typical mom. My, my baby is this and that. I was able to see their talent, but also say, Hey, this is what you need to work on. Hey, this is yeah. what you, I wasn't, I ne- because that's business. And I wanted them to be able to look at themselves like that. Yes. Everybody has a cute face. And then there's some people that other people may not think are aesthetically pleasing, but they have something. Yeah. So you have to be able to, so I just had to tell you, yeah, my husband, he's like, that should be a podcast episode. And yeah, he's right, guys. Me and Anthony talked about not—we both don't like taking notes. So I'm listening to you on the couch like this. I got you on speaker, and I'm like imagining everything. He goes, he walks by, and goes, "You writing this down?" Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, it's so funny because we both don't write shit down. No, I don't, like, and I get on other
0: people. Yeah, yeah.
1: I don't like. like, like you write better write it down. I'm not gonna, but you better
0: down. <laughs> I've become receptive. My husband is a perfectionist. So with the podcast, I remember with my other one, there'd be nights. He's like putting it together at like 1130 at night. I'm up in the room and he's like, I need you to come down and say this word because you didn't have the right energy. And I'm like, so the oh, other day, yeah. And the other day he gave me a critique. And at first I was like. okay and then I took a deep breath and walked back and I said as your as my producer it's your job to tell me I'll be and I may have a look like I don't want to hear it it's because I don't but I know I have to because other people see a different perspective so that's why I appreciated you too. you were very much you know yeah I
1: mean it's all about honing in on the craft and like giving critiques because listen that's how these people like you watch American Idol and you see these people with like the bad auditions and stuff and you're like how did nobody in their life like tell them like you <laughs> need to work on this <laughs> not that like but there's there there's differences like sometimes like if somebody comes to you with an idea or with a talent and you can just be it's it doesn't happen frequently, but you can yeah. just be like listen, it's not gonna happen with you. But you got to pick something new,
0: and I think that's probably why you're successful. And it's you bring it brings me back to I know you've heard of s Have you heard of Essence Magazine, African American magazine, very big, very the uh, one of their um, editor in chiefs. So magazine, big, global. I remember my mom having it when I was a little girl, still getting it, and she said. Whitney Houston was out and she was in the kitchen. Her mom was cooking and she grabbed the spoon and she starts singing. And her mom said, baby, singing is not your talent, but let's find it. Interesting. And she realized that writing was, and she made it all the way up the chain to be the essence editor in chief.
1: That is so interesting. Yeah. See, like, just because you're not good at one thing doesn't mean that you can't find something in that same creative vicinity that you might be better at. It's the same thing. A lot of people, you know, directors, screenwriters, They tried the acting thing, it didn't work out for them, but they understand the idea of storytelling. They might not be able to express it themselves, but they can tell other people how to do it. So it's kind of cool, that is cool.
0: I've always wanted to know in your, in the podcast, like my ears, I told my husband, I like the over ear things. I don't know how you guys do those pods. I feel like my ears are too Oh, big. I hate
1: these. Or, I, <laughs> I hate these. I revolt, I revolt against
0: them. I want I something like, oh. like over my ear.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like in the studio, like, yes, like yep. be cool. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Now through all of your podcasts, um, which I, like I said, when I found you, I was like, yes. And then I'd be refreshing and I'm like, where'd he go? And then I told you I would type in your name on the search button and iTunes and listen to everyone that you did. So how did you, you have such an interesting story because so many people in your position that worked with housewives, that work with all these great people would be flaunting it on Instagram. Oh, this is what I do. And you're just so laid back. Even you saying at the end of, Jess's podcast, which hey Jess, hot takes and yeah, deep dives. Hey, um, you said, oh, by the way, if anybody needs, you know, wants to talk to me for consulting, reach out. It was just so laid back. Even my husband said everything you said was so good. Like, wait, it was just so so how did you get started?
1: So I've I've always been, you know, when I was younger, I loved, you know, anything theatrical, anything that had to do with putting on a show, whether it was in an actual production, or whether it was, you know, throwing on the cats VHS tape in the family room. Um, here, my, my mom's coming to. You want to, we're going to do a special appearance. Hi, Gina. With Gina. <laughs> first of
0: all, Gina is a smoke show and doesn't look like she's your mom. Hi, how are you? Yeah, Wait, we- Hi, I said that, Gina. I, first of all, I heard you on um, Anthony's other podcast, but you're a smoke show and you don't look like you're his mother.
1: <laughs> um, <thank you. laughs> well, she's like, a mom. She doesn't yeah.
0: look like a mom either. Oh my god. Thank you. I'm serious. Cooking with Gina, Gina <laughs> sure. it's Will Queens. What does it say? What Will uh, I will do what Queens do. I'll Gina. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, you know, these days these
1: kids are all <laughs> away. All right. Not about you today. <laughs> tell, her,
0: tell her I love her and I'm from Jersey and I want her meatballs. <laughs>
1: Um, she's anytime, from Jersey, she's going to come over. Yeah, hold on, sorry, you, you can edit this part <laughs> That's out.
0: Okay. No, your mom is so cute.
1: <laughs> We're like addicted to the nicotine. Like <laughs> she does not
0: look like your mom. Are you older than your brother?
1: Yes, yes, I'm four years older than my brother. And he yes. he was very, he, he was never super theatrical, but Dominic used to watch and we used to, but now he's very theatrical, but we used to sit in front of the TV and my mom would play the Cats, the musical okay. VHS tape. And so I knew that I always wanted to do something um, creative, whether it was in front of the camera or not. And so I had a job working at um, a live streaming company. Okay. And so what my job was to do was my first job right out of college, um, and I just wrote in my, I just written my um, senior thesis on the Real Housewives, um, and yeah, so it was my final paper in college and. I, uh, you know, was really interested in the idea of Italian-American women watching themselves being represented on TV. Black women That's watching good. themselves being represented on TV.
0: That's good. Yeah.
1: yeah, and I was like, I wonder if people think that it's an accurate portrayal of themselves because we watch things to see ourselves in it. Right. So I, So by the sample size that I interviewed, most Italian women, most Black women, said that's not an accurate portrayal of my culture on tv but by the end of our entire interview base they ended up saying actually it is because based on the specific questions and and you know we did a lot of um you know interviews whether it was on camera or just audio and we would play certain clips from the show and then the interviewee would say, oh, stop it. I remember my son's baptism and there was a brawl going oh, on. Oh my and, oh, Or or my friend was lying about how many f- months along she was when she was pregnant. Nobody like. could understand why. Oh, and my it's gosh. like these, these experiences started to mirror. And I love stuff like that. I love when art imitates life. And um, so I was working at this live streaming company and... I became close with Margaret Josephs and, and she said, you've got to do a podcast because you are so, you know, funny when you're talking about this, but also you're very analytical because you're an academic about it. And I, I uh, took her advice and I started it. And then I eventually started going on radio Andy frequently. And yeah. Yeah. And then I started, you know, having talent reach out to ask for help. Um, you know, whether it was coaching them or, Um, their Instagram, creative directing. And then I eventually assisted um, one of the New York housewives in her apartment. And then I branched off and just started doing freelance creative consulting for a bunch of them.
0: Oh my God. That is, but what's, so what's crazy is Margaret tells you to start the podcast. So you started, but what, um, how did the other wives know to reach out to you? And who was your first wife to reach out to?
1: So actually, I, I think that when I started it, it was at like a weird time where it like wasn't super saturated yet on okay, on okay. the iTunes with a bunch of housewives podcasts. And there weren't a lot of gay men hosts. It okay. was primarily women, um, white women. And I um, went in and started, you know, uh, just kind of giving my two cents about things. Okay. And I think it was from a different perspective that a lot of people had hadn't yes. heard. And then I, I, uh, you know, and I always tell other people to do this with their shows, you don't have to stick with the same thing the entire time. So, so one episode, I just wouldn't even mention the housewives at all. And I would talk about like little shop of yes. or something, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, I'd be like, like just like talking about something so random And then at the end, I'd be like, okay, well we'll talk about housewives like next week. I guess. You would, you would. But, um, the actual first one to reach out was Drenda. Okay. From New okay. York. Yeah. And, um, but I was kind of set up because she had heard some of my stuff, and and um, you know uh, Alyssa at SiriusXM, yes, one of the producers, Amy she's Phillips. Okay, yeah, and Amy Phillips. She is she is a creative genius. She's really amazing. okay. And so it was kind of like you know it takes a village. I had so many people, really strong women in my life who were you know saying, well, you can do a little bit of this, you can do a little bit of that. But I also kind of had, and I feel like it's the difference between the way women think and the women m- way men think. I had a lot of male mentors saying, well, no, you got to do one specific thing. And then, um, but kind of both of their advice helped me a little bit because I realized it is important to do one specific thing that you're really, really good at. I had an old boss who gave me some of the best, worst advice that (laughs) I've ever received. And it was, you know, you can be really good at a bunch of things, but only really amazing at one. And I heard that and was like, I'm going to dismantle that narrative because that's not true. You can be a jack of all trades and a master at all of that. that And so, yeah, (laughs) so I tried and I, I, I like to think of, of course there's, I, I, I like to think there's some things I'm better at than others when it comes to this business, but I do think at the end of the day, if I don't know something, I'm not going to bullshit you on it, but I will say, I don't know how to do that. You can go, you know, I'll give you the name of somebody else who knows how to do that.
0: And that's Um, what I like about you. Do you ever sleep? Because I can just tell your mind is very like (laughs) create like you, like you think you use both ends of your brain too. So it's Mm -hmm. always off of both ends. (laughs) I do.
1: I, I, I have trouble sleep. I, I, I will fall asleep at like, Three AM usually. That's like my bedtime. I'm up. I'm listening to music. I'm watching clips from old TV shows. I'm. I get on these um these spirals on YouTube where I'll like become obsessed with like a line that like you know (laughs) like like that Octavia Spencer says in something or that that Laura Dern will say and I get obsessed with these little lines like these these little. I'm, you know, I, I just wrote an article about the new Taylor Swift album. And I realized that something that I think drives me creatively primarily is um, omniscient, all-knowing female characters. Okay. And, um, but who are also flawed. And so to their friends, and if you notice, a lot of times in film um, and TV shows, who do they peg as these all-knowing people? It's usually black women and gay men.
0: And mm-hmm. so yes.
1: it's like the gay best friend who's like, "You don't Got know it, what you're yeah. doing." <laughs> yeah. yeah, or like,
0: or, or the black woman like, Mm-mm, "That is not the one." Yeah, yeah. yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But
1: very rarely do we ever get to see their perspective, and and right. see well what makes them flawed. Why do they? Why why are they being pegged as these wise, all knowing people? And so what? There's sometimes right. you get a character like that, and you're like, "Ooh, that's interesting." I can and it's it's almost
0: like what happened to them that made them have this train of thought. Exactly. Give that sort exactly. of advice. Okay. I love yeah. that. I'm a very, I can take, I, I've written poetry and I had a self-published poetry book. Um, oh, you, here, got oh you, <laughs> you, got you got it. Oh, I will buy it. I will buy it. you link. I'll send it to you because I yeah. love to write. I write too, but I would uh, sign, interesting. So Giselle Bryant's ex, who she's back with, was my pastor for years. I'll get out. And he actually was my first guest on my other podcast that I do back in 2016. But so nice. he would, he's very much a wordsman. You know, those people that are, that love to use big words when they could just say it for their audience, yeah. but he would t- say a <laughs> word and I would, it would give me that his one word would give me an idea to center a whole poem around. Nice. So he would say yeah. a word and I would say, I'm going to write about that. Just that you're a Sorry, fan of
1: are you a fan of like the idea of because you love to write but do you really like to write things down no is, there's <laughs> such a difference there's such a difference
0: right I want to speak to them like but yes I, I want the backup because I don't trust computers which I should but I don't like to write things down I, I want to feel like I'm gonna know it
1: yeah yeah and and what's cool about that too is you're not confined by the idea that you wrote that, you can write down the idea, but you're not confined by that phrasing because it can evolve. You know? I,
0: oh my! I say that I'm definitely an outside of the box person, except for when it comes to one area. F- food is my box area. I don't. I don't. My son looked it up and said I had some kind of phobia, like the trying new food. So my family knows I sweat. I don't. I like what I like, D- and I get mad when people say, "Well, you haven't had it cooked." This way, I don't eat any type of seafood at all. Me neither. Me neither. Don't, no, I don't eat any of that. And people say, oh, no. you got to have it fried and boiled. I don't like it. But yeah. I, I feel like I'm outside the box. But I always tell people, if you want my help, I have to have an outline just so I can go outside of the outline. Yes. But I have to yes. have a base somewhere. So I like yes. how you say that. I heard yes. um, the Peloton instructor, actually, I was riding a bike. And sometimes when it gets intense, I, I want to be like, yeah, it's encouraging, but shh, let me get over there. Don't say anything else. <laughs> yeah. But she said, the problem is, and this really stuck with me, people have, what did she say? They have um, a, a strategy, but no structure. But when you mm. take your structure and implement that in your strategy, then you'll have success. So it's I'm like, not. I have all these, you have all these ideas, but no structure. But if you get your structure yeah. and put them in. So I was like, okay, because that, that could be me. Ideas, all
1: yeah, pathways, you know, yeah. See, see, for everybody listening, we we, we have a specific way of working creatively. Doesn't yes. mean it's the right way. mean yes. it it's oh the right God. way. So, I, just, so don't take this as a thing to be like, oh, well, I'm just not gonna write yeah, it like, No, down. no, you
0: just, have to write stuff down. Yeah, right? write it down. It, <laughs> Look,
1: but you may get better ideas when
0: you don't. Just as proof, Anthony can tell you this is these are yeah, the notes yeah. that I took from when I spoke with you. <laughs> That's. that's, uh, oh, no, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off.
1: No, I was going to say, everybody's going to think I'm a freak. I do, my hangover cure, a little bit of water. What is that? So it's water with ice and a little bit of squeeze of lemon and honey in it. And then get ready for how bad this is going to be. Take red Powerade and you mix it together.
0: <laughs> Anthony saw my face. <laughs> I was with him with the lemon because, funny enough, I wish I could turn my computer and show you. Just bought three lemons two days ago. Okay. My husband yesterday morning picked up one and said, "What's this?" And I said, "I put it in my water." So I'm with that and the honey, the gator. Gatorade. Oh, the ga- gator. It's a game changer. And it, it replaces your electrolytes and <laughs> all of that stuff. And the water is hydrating you.
1: Yes, yes.
0: So I get it. It's a good it.
1: combo. It's a good combo. I'm the, I'm an expert in the art of deflection and hangover cure. Okay, because did so you see I, my I face? Even, that's, that's your teaser clip right there. <laughs> <That's your laughs> teaser clip.
0: God. Oh, that look. And then they don't have to buy that. Uh, what's that? Uh, the sponsor I hear on every freaking podcast. You just pour it into your water before you drink, and boom, it oh, takes all the sugar recovery. out. Yeah. Morning
1: recovery or more more labs or something? Morning.
0: No, no. More labs. More labs. More labs. Those. Yeah. And it's like. Oh my
1: God. Oh. I got that shit and it's disgusting. Okay. It made say, me feel worse.
0: If it takes the sugar out of everything, worse. I'll just drink it before I eat a pizza or drink a bottle of wine. Yeah. Yeah. Put <laughs> it on your pizza. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. So, but that, that's, that's interesting. Bad. So I'm going to ask you since, because you've been, um, you're always very honest on your podcast. So. Yeah. Who was the best uh, Bravo Lab you ever worked with? And even if you just wanted to give a hint, and who was someone that no matter what amount they paid you, it wouldn't be enough? And you can uh-huh. hint. You don't have to say if you don't want, but.
1: No, no, no. I'll say, you know what? I'm I'm on this new thing lately, and it might get me in trouble because I was on this same kick in like 2015, and it worked <laughs> out for a while, and then at a certain point it was like... <laughs> But I'm on a new kick where I'm just like, whatever. So the best bravo celebrity that I've ever worked with, there's a few. Um, So Margaret Josephs.
0: Yes, she's awesome.
1: She is, when I tell you, um, just such a, first of all, she's friends with my family. She's uh, my dad who hates all housewife shit. Um, You know, (laughs) my my housewife's bullshit. (laughs) Like, But I feel like... He, he really has grown to love her and he's okay. very, she's because she's a super endearing person she's a very hard worker Yes. Um, she's a very very hard worker and she's got something about her that is um, extremely it's, it's, it's very viscerally pleasing to see like like everything that she does.
0: Yeah, you know what I mean. I love looking at her face. I love looking at her. Her, um, she wears this pink lipstick that's gorgeous on her. I love looking at her yeah. walk. I love looking at her talk. I love her ring, yeah. everything. Yeah.
1: Yeah, she's a character. She she's just meant to be on TV, and it's like I I also you know you look for people that you see you see yourself in, and um, there's some things that she would do. Like I'm an obsessive user of the phrase "and by the way," and that's all she does is <laughs> yeah. over and over. She goes, because, "By the way." <laughs> My mom and I were just saying, it. I'm like, Margaret, sometimes you have a re- she has a really amazing thought and she'll say it, and she ruins it by going, and by, by the boy. way, <laughs> and then she'll say something else that's like, like, you screwed it up. But she's very easy. The main thing when I'm working with somebody is, because um, I get that the creative process can sometimes take a long time. So like if okay. I say, listen, I want you to sit down, I want you to film yourself you know, talking about this, and we're gonna cut it together, I'm gonna subtitle it, we're gonna do an IGTV. Something that's cool about her is me and her kind of had this unwritten thing where it's like, kind of take your time with it. Like okay. if you're thinking about it, you know, whether it's a promo for the podcast or something, or we have an idea that we're bouncing off. I'm not because, and this is something that I learned uh, from Jamie Lee Curtis. I was watching okay. her on Actors on Actors. And um, she was talking about how creativity is the only career that, you have to create an emotion in a certain amount of time. Hmm. And um, that is not my fucking dryer. Hold on. Okay. Let me me (laughs) close it. (laughs) I love
0: this so much. We're talking like (laughs) real
1: raw. I love this. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're like in a, we got an Italian household over here. We And we're just- I love it. But- But, um, you know, by the the way, can I
0: say, your mom does look like she could be a housewife. She's gorgeous, really. Go ahead. Yeah, well,
1: Gina Lario, we got to get her on the I know. Margaret wants her to film. (laughs) Margaret wants her to film with her. She should. Um, I know. I know. I was thinking about like leaking it and like, you know, making some press out of it. But it's (laughs) like,
0: you want to start here? (laughs) (laughs) I know.
1: I know. um, But it's one of those things that like, you know, it's the only profession where you have to take, you know, an emotion and capture that in a time span, because, you know, if you're an accountant, you just have to crunch the numbers by a certain period of time, yeah. you know, okay. you paint, you just got to, you know, if you're just a painter by trade, you just paint the wall. I know that this has to be this color. I just paint it. But very rarely, it. you know, when you meet somebody, how long does it take you to fall in love with them? You mm. don't put a time, you don't put a time on it. Okay. So it's the same thing with your thoughts because your thoughts come from here, you know, yes. if you really do it right.
0: Yeah.
1: And, and so she's very good about, uh, really honing, thinking about what she says. And the other, um, my other favorite Bravo celebrity work with is Bronwyn Windenburg. Yes. She is a gem and I'm hoping that for her. And the main thing that we do with Brahmin was how we met was through Kate Casey, who is okay. awesome. And, yes. um, and, uh, you know, she, Bronwyn and I got on the phone and I realized with her, geez, there is so much more to her than we saw on that TV show. And I said- It seems like it. Yeah, and she had to reclaim her narrative. She had to reclaim her narrative and do it on Instagram. Because regardless if she gets asked back to the show, the show gets canceled, whatever, she's going to have this um, this feed online filled with a bunch of micro stories. It's her wives yes. helping lives. She is- uh, and, and something- that is so cool about her, she never comes off preachy. She never comes off preachy. She's doing it because it matters to her. And she's not asking you to give a bunch of money. What she's doing is she's saying, do what you can with yeah. what you have, where you are. That can even be you talking to somebody. Yes. Yes. That can be, And because I feel like allies often think, okay, well, it's all about the money. So as long as they have money, like it's, it's gonna be fine. No, I would rather be poor as shit and have you not treat me like shit. So, right. you know.
0: And have yeah. influence, and, too. So, mm-hmm. like you said, talking to somebody. You talking to me caused me to do this, and now it's mm-hmm. opened up a whole world. And as far as um, with Bronwyn, her having a conversation, because she is a white woman in America, saying something, yes. versus somebody could donate $25 to make themselves feel good, but she could say something to make them change. yes. And that's yes. what that's and that's the good thing. Do you
1: think that that is one of the most important facets to being an ally?
0: I do. I feel like mm. uh, two things. I understand that we've all in uh, anybody that's not purely WASP. I feel like has probably yeah. had some sort of discrimination to them. Italians, you're Italian, yeah. Um, and I, I understand that, but. When it comes to, so if Anthony's my friend and I tell you about how I was just racially profiled maybe 10 minutes ago and I'm mm-hmm. upset, and to you, my emotion may be so over the top because you're like, well, you got out of it. It's five minutes ago. But people don't realize sometimes when we're triggered, it's not because necessary, it's not because of that one incident, it's because of yeah. hundreds before that you may not know about. So as an ally, if they could just, Some I find don't listen to me. They want to say, well, this, I stand with you, but just know this has happened to me in this different instance also. It's like right now we're talking about me and something that that I've dealt with. So I feel like it's that. And I also feel like a voice is important. Um, When you have someone who in private says everything, everything you're saying is right, but then they're unwilling to, not necessarily even stick their neck out, but unwilling to use their voice when they have a platform. Yeah, it's one thing you don't want to use your voice as a platform. Who am I to, to judge you? However, mm-hmm. when you use it, um, in private to gain privately, but in public, you don't want to be looked at differently. I have an issue with that. Take, um, Lauren from Utah from Vander Pump Rules,
1: Lala. yeah,
0: he, um appropriates culture. She says, and, and to me, that wasn't even a big, big issue with me because I almost look at it. Like she was in Utah. Yes. But somebody like Eminem where he was raised, that's the culture he was raised in. Just like if I was raised in Mexico, I yeah. might take on aspects of that culture, but yeah. she was, um, pro this and Tupac took over my body and black. And do you want to get popped and all that oh, said stuff? That. She yeah. said that. Oh yeah. On, um, with uh, You know, I
1: don't watch Vanderpump Rules. I've never Gen- seen that.
0: She said it with Jenny McCarthy oh, on shit. her show. And then she said, on watch what happens live. Like Tupac, just like, I feel like he just took over my body. So on Vanderpump Rules, she wears the scarves or she'll walk around like, you want to get popped? And I identify with the black culture. And when she does her music, she has black people in the studio. Fast forward to her and her fiance uh, pulled a practical joke on one of the Vanderpump Rules kids. And the joke was, Having the police police knock on the door, which, by the way, I heard were real police because I heard it on their podcast that I listened to briefly. and was like, "Mm -mm." had the police knocked on the door and pretended to arrest one of the cast, took him out in the street, took him to the car door and he's in the car. And so the other people that didn't know it was a joke were like, oh, my God, what's going on? What, What were you arrested for? After it was over, they realized, haha, it's a joke. Two of the cast members, Ariana and Katie, surprisingly go, that's not cool. Basically, are you tone deaf to what's going on in the world? So they're trying to say that. that. Yeah, they're trying to say that in the show. And Lala says, "Um, in another interview, whatever man, it was funny. So you are out here appropriating the culture. Saying that you're an ally, you think that joke is funny, and then on Instagram Live, when I mean on Instagram, you have all these beautiful pictures of you with your comments open, but uh-huh. all of the comments that say Black Lives Matter, you turn them off. Why? Because you oh, want, she did that. She turned the comments off. So it's like you want the rhythm, but you don't want our blues. That's what I equate that to. Oh, so God. so that to me is not an ally so no. i get very heated yeah when i'm like i would just rather you not say anything an ally is like she's I got interesting
1: you. yeah she's, she's interesting. interesting she's an interesting character mm-hmm. i mean she because i don't watch the show i just look at her from online and some things about her i find very endearing yeah i almost held her at like a thing like here above the rest of them because mm-hmm. i'm like you know, I like when people can easily intertwine yes. into like different facets of creativity in life. And I guess that kind of goes back to the idea of like, you know, cultural appropriation, <laughs> but what's, wh- where do we draw the line? Because it's a difference between yeah. like love of the culture and respect. For That's the good. And, yeah. That's yeah. Good. So I can love yeah. it as much as I want. And people, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I think that people just don't under, and it's, what how do we walk around the world? It's Zuzu the dog. She's Hey Zuzu. Look <laughs> like how she's looking at me. I'm
0: like
1: She's like, uh, <laughs> she's like mad at me. <laughs> she said, she gets very pissed off by me, as many people do around here. But, um, you know, where is the where, where, where's the line between hold on, bacteria, sorry. Mom it's okay. Gina.
0: Gina I love, it. I love when you Hades. call her Gina. Jack. Jack
1: or Jack or Megan or or Nick I'm giving away that we have a covid. Can one of you take <laughs> the dog and close the um and cl- close the door. I'm doing an interview. Jack is I, I should start paying you. I'm like get the towels, do this, <laughs> hand me my glass of wine. But <clears throat> thanks Jack.
0: When you recall um, all the names, I'm so do you watch Below Deck?
1: No, I don't. Okay. I'm really, like outing myself. is like. All
0: right. No, no, no. Because <laughs> one, one of the ladies never would answer. One of the stews would never have her microphone on. So the, the head stewardess would be calling her and she'd be like, June, June, Hannah. And no oh, response. I saw that. So when yeah, you yeah, were yeah. calling, that's what reminded me of. But I'm sorry. So we got
1: full house here. Um, but, you know, it, it's interesting because I often feel like, how do we navigate yeah. through the world knowing? All these things, I think it's really interesting that one side of the aisle right now is saying, um, you know, wake up, everybody. And it's ironic, because those same people are say- that are saying that are the ones that need to wake up. So we're walking around, like, constantly. We-, we took this red pill, like, in The Matrix. So we're seeing the world now in a much different way. And it's easy to say, I don't want to watch the news. I don't want to do this. When 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 you're being willfully ignorant because you just want to walk around and think that everything's fine. But we, and and, you know, and it's at certain points, you know, of life, depending on what's going on in history, whether it's amplified or inflamed. And so like even something like that, like you pointing that out to me, I never would have thought about that. I would have thought, and, and I think it's good for people to expose their ignorance. So me, I would have looked at that and said, "You know, that's great. Like that's that's what like you that know being an ally right. is." Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I would be like, "Yeah, like cool." Like and and like even like Heather Thompson, who I think is like cool and fun or whatever, but hey, she like, don't step to me. Yeah, yeah. hey mama. <laughs> and yeah, holla. Don't even yes. and she's like, "Then don't step" And the way she says, yes, don't step to me, motherfucker." <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: And, <laughs> so and for like, her, yeah. I don't feel like it's an appropriation. I feel like that's who she is, and I think that's the difference. So, yeah, I feel like too. That's
1: so the- goes back to so she was brought up in the culture in mm-hmm. the inner city neighborhood where that's how her friends were speaking, and that was her way of code switching
0: to yes.
1: you know to. Live in her community and where she was, and so it's like it's interesting. It's so multifaceted, and I think people often are like, "Why are you? Why you guys talk about this?" Stuff yes, so yeah, you know, yeah, why you guys yeah. Talk about this because you're living it. Because, because you're, you're living, living it. it. You can't can't escape it.
0: And that's when people say, um, "I had mentioned when I, I did a video for those of you listening that don't know, and I talked about your senses being dulled as a black person. Sometimes mm-hmm. we're raised to allow our senses to be dulled because." Sometimes that that's the one. only way you can live, is yeah. your senses to be dulled, because if not, you'd be... James what do you mean Bo- by um, that,
1: your senses to be dulled?
0: So basically, okay, I'm going to give you a story. So when I was 19 years old, I was going to get, I went for this job interview at this particular retail store, Express Clothing store. I called to see if they were hiring. We have a conversation on the phone. We go to the same school. She loves me. Come up that day for an interview. Borrow my parents' car, go up to the go up to take the interview, Deptford Mall, and she doesn't interview me. She all of a sudden she's busy and has someone else. The someone else interviews me, never hear anything back. Four years later, I apply at that same store, a different, um, in a different location. I get hired as a manager. One of the girls on the management team says to me, Hey, uh, by the way, I was there when you were interviewed four years ago, you were never gonna get that job because that person didn't hire black people on their team. And then she proceeds to tell me, by the way, the customers that are coming in and out, the black ones steal, so we have to watch them. So growing up, I was taught- In the taught, same sentence. In the same that. sentence. And growing up, my parents taught me as far as dulling your senses, if you're on a job that you need to feed your family, if you're in school, if you're in a, a special program that you've been picked for, if a white person says something to you, you just kind of have to let it go because you're not going to be believed. If me and a blonde, and me, me and Becky, who's blonde hair, blue-eyed, get in an altercation, Becky started. it, but now I'm the black angry woman, so I'm not mm-hmm. going to be believed. So in order to survive, you have to dull your senses. So, wow.
1: It, wow. It, See, it, I never it, thought about that. Yeah,
0: and we go through life like that. I, I so so now when people there's people case in point, Stasi from Vanderpump Rules, people yep. said, why is Faith, with everything that happened with her, why is Faith just speaking up now in 2020? It happened in 2017. I remember, Faith did speak up.
1: She did. And I was and one of the ones- You did too. Yes. You did too. <laughs> yes. You spoke up too. Yes. Yep.
0: And so, but because we're used to being dismissed and not even, and I want people to understand, it's not like we're trying to say, I know me personally, I'm a victim I'm just saying it was a way of life so you grew up knowing this was for you are for sure probably at some point going to get racially profiled you are for sure at some point going to be called out of your name you are for sure at some point going to experience racism in your face so when people were saying that I'm like we were screaming and no one was hearing us so that's when the allies come in when allies that don't look like us start raising their voice people take notice look what happened with bravo they got they their contracts weren't renewed. They never said fired, but because I believe white allies said, "Wait a minute, this is crazy," and started speaking up.
1: Interesting.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Interesting, and I'm happy to know this stuff because I often see, you know, and and I wanted to be as vocal as I could on my social media, but I almost didn't.
0: Wow, I almost tell didn't me it all.
1: Okay. And I almost didn't say anything. Okay, Because I think that what happens, um, and, and it's not right, but you think, well, people follow me for a certain type of thing, right? You okay. know, a certain yes. type of, sorry, my mom is going to keep, I had her listen no, to no. what you were saying, because at any um, time that, because we can see things, you know, on the news, we can see things, you know, the, the race special that came out last night is amazing but there's something that people, especially, you know, white straight people will see and they'll go, you know, she's a celebrity and, you know, she, but, but so like, who cares, who who cares if, you know, who cares if the parents thought she was a nanny, you know, it's very, it's very, (laughs) it's very every character that Reese Witherspoon has played in like the last five years is like, I often use it as a sample size. I was thinking about big little lies and, and uh, I don't know if you, did you watch Big Little Lies? Yeah, I
0: watched the, I haven't watched like this new thing but I watched the first, the, the original. Yeah,
1: and I was thinking like, how would these characters be responding right now? And Laura Dern's character- Yes, right would be, that's who I thought. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she'd be like, wear your motherfucking mask. Yes. Get the fuck on, <laughs> what are you doing? And then we'd have Madeline who'd be like, Of course, Black lives do matter. (laughs) All lives matter at the same time. You know, I don't believe in COVID, but I do believe in love. And I think that that's like what people are watching these shows sometimes think. And so I'm like, I need, we need to amplify Black voices and we need to hear it come from Black people because I can go to one of my white friends and Mm. say, this happened to my black friend and there's this thing and it's the blue pill thing. It's they don't want to hear it. Mm -hmm. Um, they don't want to hear it because it's not, you know, it's my retelling of the story. So that's why sometimes I get conflicted and you, you're telling me that it's important. So I'm going to say it is important. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I, I think that sometimes when I see, and we talked about this, when I see like an angry white woman on Instagram mm-hmm. calling people out, I'm like, well, well, w- why? Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking at first. And I'm like, I'm not going to post. And then I realized something very important that everything is connected. Mm-hmm. Every single thing is connected. And it's often a thing that white gay men do, I think, that they think, well, why, you know, we rose up, we, we did our stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, white, white gay men are the highest earning demographic in New York City, you know, and it's because of this, this, and that. And my brother, and I was saying this, and my brother goes, Anthony, it's because most gay people are white men. And I was right. like, okay. wow. So this really is all connected.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And this is why white people do need to speak
0: up. And, I, and so, I'm sorry, I'm just going to say I appreciate you saying that. Go ahead. I, that's all I wanted to say. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, <laughs> no. this is and, interesting.
1: And, 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 and it's, you know, and I think it's important to expose your own ignorance mm-hmm. because, and, 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 you know, I think it's important because you walk around the world then and people accuse you of virtue signaling, you know? It's like your virtue, your virtue signaling. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm not going to say something so outright on my social media without actually exposing myself. Yes, because if I'm gonna hold other people accountable, you know who needs, you know who it starts with. Me. Michael Jackson that. said it. I'm <laughs> starting with the man in <laughs> the mirror.
0: Oh yeah, yes. Okay. So I gotta fucking check it yes. Yep. Because then it holds you accountable to your words also. Yes. Yeah, that's what oh, I feel like. Oh, I, I, people, people got to hold themselves accountable, man. That's the and, only thing I sometimes, that, I'm sorry, that, that makes myself hold myself accountable because you feel yourself slipping and you're like, but I said this mm-hmm. on whatever size platform you may have.
1: Yes. And so I used to operate under the notion, well, if I said something fucked up, then I have no right to say something now until I started seeing them. That's why the stuff on social media is helpful because I'm seeing all these memes. You can grow, yep. you can. That's the point, it's to grow. So I'm like, oh, just because I did this before doesn't mean that I can now not
0: grow. And I've, I've struggled with that too. And then I would, I would well, that would be like a parent not telling their yeah. kids, don't do drugs. Don't drive yeah. without a seatbelt, because you used to do it. It's like, at what point do we allow people to grow?
1: That's the perfect way to put it. That's the perfect yeah. way to put it. But doesn't like, it suck? Doesn't it suck that you, like, that we constantly have to dumb down things for other people? Yes. It's like, here's your analogy. If you're, I just said this yesterday to somebody, because I'm seeing on Instagram all these people like, well, if you don't like it, if you, you know, you're turn for the, further. yeah. Yeah, if you don't like it, why don't you just leave the United States of America? You don't yes. like it so much. When it's they were like- saying
0: about the flag, like kneeling and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. And I made a video about, uh, and I put, uh, I made a video a while ago about what it's like being a black woman in America with a black husband and a black son. And I had my husband speak about my husband's been pulled over more times than you can count. One time, he simply was riding down the street. And you know, you drive, you look around, and when he looked to his left, a cop car was passing. We know what it feels mm-hmm. like, we can hear when the end. I said, there's one thing a black, I can tell you, I can. I am not a car person, but I can tell you when a cop is behind me without even looking. Cause, so that you know why the cop pulled him over? Because he made eye contact with him.
1: You got to
0: be kidding. So, in the, and that was why he got pulled over. He got let go, but he got pulled over. But in the video, I had my husband share his experiences and my sister-in-law share hers. My brother-in-law uh, share his. and I, And I don't think people get what it feels like every day. We have, where's my iPhone? And if he says he's on his way home from work, I'm tracking when my son, and this is no exaggeration, leaves Anthony. He has his own car. He drives. He could be going to 7-Eleven that we can walk to. I said, you know what to do, right? Where's your registration? Where's your license? Make sure if you get stopped, keep your hands on the wheel. I say, and I even said to him the other day, "Hey, is your wallet in your in your pocket?" He said, "Yeah." I said, "If you get stopped and they ask for your license, ask the officer to get it. Don't these I these are conversations I have with him every. He could leave three times every in one day. day, and I'm like, "Hey." you got your stuff right. Please drive slow. Don't drive fast. Don't. So I, it, it, it makes me angry when people talk about, uh, if you don't like it, leave the country in regards to the kneeling. Cause in the video I put, yeah. I did my research, Colin Kaepernick talked to a white former vet who said yeah. the best way to protest is to kneel. My to daughter kneel. was in the air force. She was, yeah. she's been in Iraq. She's been in, um, I mean, she's been in Kuwait deployed. She's been, all over and she said they had no problem with it the, uh, of course not
1: it's just this it's just angry white you, you yeah
0: know. yeah so yeah, it, it's so. it's crazy <laughs> it's it, like it's, so yeah did you it's see like, the video it. that the players put together which is why roger griddle the nfl commissioner said what he said
1: i my brother and i have been watching the nba in the bubble The um okay. one of the players is doing vlogs and okay. so it's like and i Often tell my friends who like might not understand what's going on. I'm like, you need to watch these vlogs. But I didn't see the one that you were
0: talking about. No, I have to send it to you. It's it's all of the football players saying basically it could have been me, it, and it's all it could of the major ones that the, yeah. that you would want on your team. And it was very moving. Um And yeah. then the the, um, the gentleman from Saturday Night Live, Jay something. He's oh, what is his name? He's so popular. I cannot. If I were to show you a picture, you'd be like, "Oh my God, I know what it is." But even if you Google it, I, um, it was on a cam, I think, on a store. He was jogging from Saturday Night Live, jogging. He was got mistaken identity, thrown on the ground, face no, down, everything. Mistaken identity, you know. So <laughs> it's I want people to and know that, yeah. and that you know it's okay. Last thing I I as far as this because I, I I'm interested in also I'm glad that you shared with me about if you hear a white woman screaming on Instagram, you're like, nobody wants to hear that, because then I can share with you, oh, well, this is why we do want to hear it. And I think that's yes. what's missing. Um, for any yeah. non-person of color listening, we don't expect you just to know. Well, we the only thing we expect you to know is that you shouldn't be racist. Outside of yeah. that. If you have a question hmm. about something, you ask it. If I had a question about the the Italian culture, I would ask.
1: You ask, yeah, you know, yes.
0: Because wait, like,
1: we, we were talking about. I was just going to bring it up on the
0: phone. Can yeah. you share what you told me that I did not know goes on in your culture? I thought that was yeah. so interesting.
1: Yeah, and I I think what's what's kind of crazy about it is, that we were talking about this about you know colorism within the Black community and and about people being darker than other people, but And then what I had said Mm -hmm. to Tria was, you know, it's interesting because Italians, it's like you celebrate how dark you can get in the sun. You know, it's like who can be the most tan? (laughs) And it's like Jersey show on the TV show, Jersey show we saw, you know, gym tan laundry. And Mm -hmm. it's because it's the subconscious thing that you are rich enough to be able to not be inside working and to be able to lay out at the beach in the sun. Oh my god. And gosh. so that is the subconscious part of it that we don't talk about. It's just like, look how dark you get. Like you must have been, uh, you're out there on the beach. You're wow. in the ocean. Like, like, yeah. Okay. You don't have to it's work. Like, right, okay. Yeah, so it's like, how dark can I possibly get in the summer like me? I don't wear sunscreen. Like <laughs> one of my clients, Dr. Armstrong is gonna listen and say, better put on your sunscreen. Oh, real <laughs> fast.
0: But, but um, you know what's crazy? Now, if I were, now me not knowing that, say, you didn't tell before, say if I were to go up to somebody, I had a friend who was, uh, no, she was Spanish, but if I were to uh, see someone who was fair, me not knowing the culture, and I said, oh my God, you're so fair-skinned, they then could take that offensively because yes. of what happens in their culture. So yes. I was so glad Anthony told me that, <laughs>
1: now I know. That's interesting. It's just interesting. It's like, like for example, my brother is lighter than the rest of us. And mm-hmm. it was almost like a thing that like, you know, he's so light and he has, uh, he and my mom just goes, when he was born, my mom's like, whose baby is this? Because we were in vitro babies. She's like panicking, like, "Who's is this? This is not the correct sperm. And, uh, that is weird. and he's so white with like red hair. And it's like, we've grown up. It's like everybody who sees us and we're in Jersey. It's like, primar- like you know, Jersey, Philly, Yes. Um, you know, even Boston, it's like a lot of, there's a, the North end of Boston, a lot of Italians. So it's like, he's the one who gets called out. And he actually wow. started crying a couple of years ago and said, I'm so like, I, I hate it. Like, it's like, why am I so different? And so, wow. but it's like different than, and it all just goes back to what your community is. So in the black community, it's going to be totally different. Yes. And for us, it's like, you know, it's not like, it's not a driving narrative within our lives like it is with the black community. So it's like, just like a fun thing. So I feel like oftentimes like white people they will be like, well, you know, Italians were discriminated against. Irish people were discriminated against. And I was talking to somebody the other day who is a, um, you know, might be a Trump supporter. And yeah. they they said, <laughs> they said to me, they said to me something that I was like, okay, you get it, but, why are you voting this way? And and so, so so interesting. And 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 she goes, well, you know, I hate when people try to use the Italians were discriminated against. Thing the Irish people were discriminated against. You know, Latino people because here's the thing: if you can pass as a white person, it's so much easier to assimilate. And I was like, Bing, go, boom, yes. boom, 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 like, yeah, right like answer. you get like, it, yes, yes, you yes. get it. And so I'm like.
0: What? But it's how so, then you? But well, then so, how do you support that?
1: Right? Because it all goes back to the idea of, and this is what I've come to describe. Because yeah, I keep seeing these memes and stuff. It's like, yeah, of course not all Trump supporters are racist, but it's just you've decided that it's not a priority, right? Yes. Um, and so, um, what it comes back to is it, the idea that if everybody just has more money, then this will go away. Yeah, So and it's just Your money's not
0: like, welcomed everywhere Remember when Oprah went over, <laughs> no. I forget where Oprah was And she went to go In, and, Italy. Yes, in Italy And they didn't let her in Or they didn't yeah. think she had money So it's like, it, yeah. it just doesn't get eradicated uh, With I know in certain money. Yeah, in countries it's money But even still, you still have a darker Skin mm-hmm. And I think that is my So as far as supporting Trump When people say, i watched these housewives to escape For me when you're not because people when people say oh i'm woke or you need to get woke just like how you said in the beginning of this podcast you were tired so you could have woken up you're awake but you're not aware that gina's downstairs making meatballs mm-hmm. and your brother's outside uh running suicides <laughs> with training yeah, yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just you're not aware but yep. then when you get yourself together you're aware of everything that's going on so it's not enough to be woke you can yeah. be woke, but be aware. And I think yeah. watching it as an escape, I used to could do that because I allowed my senses to be dull. But then it was like little by little, you start, you're, you're watching a world yeah. to escape. But then that world, the people in that world mirror the people that you're trying to escape from. It's no longer an escape mm-hmm. for me. So that is why I have a hard time. And I've said this on many podcasts, getting into Leah.
1: I have a, I have a, I want to know why you tell me.
0: Okay. So, uh, and and what's funny is people will, you, you'll know where the world's priority is based on if it was, she had wrote a piece and, and, uh, before she was on the house five years ago and they talked about it, about the me too, people were so upset with her bashing me too, but they didn't read the article. It wasn't bashing me too, but no one's saying anything about how she, um, is saying, I stand with the Black Lives Matter community. I march for the community. I'm this, but you didn't vote. When you had the opportunity to vote, vote yeah. to move somebody out and put some, or to put someone in place that would think about marginalized communities, you didn't think about it, but that's because you didn't have to, because America has made it known to you that you are privileged, so you don't have to vote. And then yeah. how she started the marriage <laughs> mob, I think what happened to her was definitely assault by this officer, but think about this, Anthony. She's out with her friend, and uh, she said it was like three or four o'clock in the morning in uh, New York City, and her friend is harassed by the police, being yep. messed up. So she takes a water bottle, and it hits the policeman in his face. They slam yep. her to the ground, which is, why would you have to use that on her? But they do. She gets taken to jail in a, in a holding, holding cell, teeth broken. She gets $75,000. Sandra Bland was riding in her car was pulled over because the officer said she didn't signal. This is all on dash cam. You can pull it up and watch it. You didn't signal. So he's yeah. at her window, he's asking her questions and tells her, put your cigarette out. And she's like, well, why? It's it's my car. She's not being nasty. He brings out his t- taser and says, do what I say or I'm going to light you up. You hear it. He dra- you see him drag her from the car, drags her, and she's like yelling, but she's not fighting back. She goes yeah. to jail, and two days later, she's dead. And they're saying she committed suicide.
1: She didn't commit suicide.
0: She didn't commit suicide. So to me, you threw, again, yes, they used unnecessary force, but you threw a water bottle at a police, yes. who, hit him in the face, okay, and won $75,000.
1: So interesting, really interesting, and it all comes back to what? My money, yes. It's okay. all yeah. about the money, money. Yeah. all yeah. about the money. The money. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God. And like, I have to like, you know, check myself because and somebody said this to me the other day. And don't know, I don't think it's right. But I'm sorry, I hope you, you don't know. hear
0: my, my fridge is like making this weird noise all of a sudden. But... Oh, I don't hear <laughs> no. it. Okay, good. I don't hear
1: that. I don't hear it. You know, somebody, somebody was saying this because I'm, I'm very privileged. I grew up in a wealthy family. Okay. okay. And, and and God bless. Yeah. I love
0: that. Let me give yeah. you my, va- I'm yeah. going to give you my cash. Yeah, out. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll be your sugar daddy. <laughs> no, but It's like, you know, I grew up in a really nice wealthy family with multiple homes and multiple vacations per year. And my brother and I were just talking about this and it's like, somebody said to me the other day, well, you know, you have the privilege to be able to be such a social justice warrior as of late. And I was like, "What? <laughs> like, wow, wait, what do you mean?" And okay. I was like, "Okay, that's interesting." And then I was like, "But then, like, it's kind of bullshit because there's a lot of people who aren't financially right, well off right, right. that are that are social justice warriors because this kind of whole narrative that you're brought up with is like, you know, um, okay. a, you know, a liberal becomes a conservative when they start to pay taxes. <laughs> oh, it's like why? Okay, we, okay, why do we have to? why do we have to constantly barter our own personal beliefs for more financial gain? And I can, but I might sound like an asshole saying that because it's like, I'm not thinking, I guess, of other people who struggle and they, they want a tax break and they want this. And, 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 you know, that's why people are always like, you know, the elite Hollywood people, you know, they just, you know, they're rolling around in their money. So that's why they can vote this way. It's like, why can't there just be a system where you can do both? You can do both. Like exactly. why can't there just? We can do both. We can do it all. It goes back to what we're talking about in the beginning of this. I'm obsessed with things that are one thing, but also a million and five a other million things. other
0: things. And it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah.
1: Why does it have to be so this or that? And why do you have to you know weaponize somebody's financials across the board? You know. Yeah. Well, uh, rich. Yes. or
0: Yeah. And, and- I don't like when they do that to people who are well mm. off I, I had a conversation with um somebody and they said you know what i never thought of it that way it was a celebrity raising money um doing a fundraiser and they were like well they have all that money can't they just give it to him i said they'd go broke i said they have the power of influence so if i had millions influence. of dollars I can't take care of all these people, but I can use my voice and call all of my friends like Bethany did for Puerto Rico. You call all of your influential friends and you pull those resources and they were like, you know what? I didn't think about it. So we can't just look at someone who worked hard for their money and think they should give it all away because they have Mm -hmm. to live too. They have children who may, want to go to college or do this or even if they don't to me I feel like they've worked for that so to to, to put them taking care of society to put celebrities taking care of society on them just because they have money I don't think that's right but I do I, I even struggle sometimes with saying that they have the power of they have a responsibility or role models I think they have a responsibility to tell the truth so don't sugarcoat the you truth the whether truth. it's concerning whites or blacks or what have you but and yeah i'm gonna give you a quick example. i'm gonna see what you think about this this may be controversial so we talk about we black, love controversy white. White. yes right.
1: we, <laughs> we love the controversy.
0: we talk about black white let's talk about the repercussions of saying something i don't know if you know nick cannon the things that he said about the jewish community his repercussions we're Swift NBC or ABC or NBC whatever. We're taking off your shows. We're, he had to learn his lesson quick. Then you have yeah. uh, uh, the Bachelor at Hannah Brown, who's rapping the N word on, and then it's I took. I'm taking time away to educate myself. So you're allowed yeah. to take time away. Yeah. So there, there's yeah. a little bit of a disparity there too. It's like yeah, yeah. Who do we allow? And I don't believe in cancel culture. For me, when all that stuff went down with like and different and I, I remember tweeting her sponsors and nothing happened and I didn't continue on I just said for me I can't support but then you yeah, still yeah. watch a show you're saying I'm not supporting her mm-hmm. but you're giving ratings to a show that she's on so for me I don't believe in cancel culture I believe I don't believe yes. there is such a thing I believe you hold people accountable to what they do
1: yes yes mm-hmm. I agree with I agree with you and I, I I think that my whole thing with cancel culture is you know, I'm very big on. I still have my um, Villanova email, like from college, and so I can That's log on you to. At? I went to Villanova. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I
0: can good school. Can you're still, smart, but I knew that anyway. You're Sorry, are
1: <laughs> <laughs> But I, I um, you know, I can still log on to the journals like EdScope, Host, J oh, like all okay. of these stuff. And there's one article that was written by um, a communications <laughs> professor. At Villanova, who's actually the head of the department when I was there, her name is Heidi Rose. She's unbelievable, okay. and she um, talked about how. And the headline of the article is literally "Cancel Culture is Fun, but It Does Not Work." And I and I've had debates with friends o- about this. You know, my white straight friends, um, gay friends, black friends, and 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 you know, people are kind of like mixed on it. And and I think that it is. I I do agree with the idea that if you do take away somebody's platform, it does not, um, it, you know, you're taking away the risk of them possibly doing something because this is what people don't understand too, I I think. And you can tell me if you disagree. It's, I hate the word PC and I hate because it's like, you know, why, you know, why does everything have to be so PC? It's not about being PC. It's about like, I can like talk about like, you know, my penis, vagina, lips, like whatever. Like that's like what PC
0: should be yes, re- yes. reserved for. <laughs> yes.
1: When it comes to like racism and homophobia, that's not about not being PC. Thank you. It's just being racist and homophobic. Thank you. So, it's like you know, you can take away somebody's platform to not do something again, but isn't it better, in my opinion? to ha- watch the evolution of somebody growing because I'm, I'm and, and that's what she's talking about. And it's all, everything's connected. It's a trickle effect. So like Stassi's people. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the the millions of people that follow her, if she came out and she did um, and she said, you know, let's let's all like work toward this. I apologize. And then her followers in turn, Might, might, it can't give everybody too much credit, but they Mm. might then start checking people in their own lives. You know, one of my biggest mentors, role models, Stasi, like, you know, and I'm going to start checking people too. But people get angry that she's Mm. canceled. So they're going to switch the complete other way. I'm like, I'd rather have 2 million people that follow her that are going to change their minds and evolve. Than 2 million people, and they're not being angry. It's not right what they were doing, but I'd rather have that than 2 million people that are going to be angry and then just double down on their racism and bullshit.
0: Now, see, I will say Mm -hmm. for that, I would agree with that if she was evolving. And I say that because, yes, it's that isolated
1: variable. Because
0: for you to take, for you to throw up a black Mm -hmm. box when it was a trend to do and then lose your job, and to me, when somebody loses their jobs, when somebody loses their job, to me, you're not canceled. You're going to come out. On the, especially, she is a blonde white woman in America. She will come out better. We she know this. Be back she will be back she yeah She will be back. Yeah, doing all yes. that stuff. So, um, but you threw up the black box and you put in the black the link to donate. When you're fired, the link comes out. Oh, I didn't so know then that. You did, See, she took the, the link. Difference. Yeah, so it's like. I don't, I don't want to watch you try to evolve because I don't think it's genuine. And then I, I'm also on the same side that you don't have anything to prove to me. Like there's somebody yep. in my own personal life. It's like, you don't owe me any, like, I don't want to be in connection with that person that you were at the same time. And it's hard to describe it because I don't know if you ever felt this way. It's like, I don't, the person that that was, I, I <laughs> don't, that's not good for my spirit,
1: at yeah. the same
0: time, you don't have to prove to me you change. So it's like yeah. I'm okay with just a, a walking like linear in life. Like we don't have to be oh so close. Like you don't have to prove anything to me, and I don't have to be like standoffish from you. I guess it's weird trying to describe, but that's how I feel about Stasi. Godspeed. I hope your baby yeah. is well. I hope your family is well. You have go have a beautiful life. But I don't want to watch you get on TV and cry about things that you have continually done.
1: Of course. Like, and But, but yeah, I see what you're saying too. you continually what, done. Yeah. You don't want it. You're not even interested in watching that narrative
0: evolution. Right, if it's going to even happen. If it's happen. Going to happen. And if it truly started <clears throat> happening, then great. But then it's like, how do you know if it's happening? Yeah. Heard, um, how do you an, know? An interesting story. Nina Parker, the one who hosted last night, uh, she hosted the, um, Race in America talk last night, Nina Parker, yeah. is on E! News. or And she said she used to work for a company and there was a, a woman there that didn't like talk to black people. Like she didn't. She, yeah. could, she treated her. She was the only black treated her different because she was black. She would try mm-hmm. to talk to her. She wouldn't. And she said instead of her getting you know, angry or mad, she dealt with it. How, so they ended up having to work together on the BET Awards or something. And they were in a car. Uh, they had to drive together and the girl wasn't saying much so instead of nina taking on the persona of them and like well i'm going to isolate you she said to the girl uh, to the coworker, what's wrong and she says well i'm going to be the only one white the only one white there oh, and i'm going to be nervous no. so nina said how do you think i feel coming to work every day and she said the girl got quiet they went they did their whole thing did their whole spiel um for work night was over she comes out and the girl's standing Against the car, and Nina's like, "What's wrong?" And she starts crying, and she apologized because she realized, "Wow, what I was feeling for a little bit, you feel every day." The woman quit her job and went to go work with inner city black children. That's so, the
1: that's the evolution you want to see.
0: Yeah, so it's that's like the and,
1: evolution you want, and see. to
0: see the heart and to hear that it was great that Nina didn't react in a way, even though. Again, it's it, it, I think attributed to is those senses being dulled. You need this job, so you better not go into, I think it was CBS and flip out because they're treating you a certain way. But it ended up good. You changed somebody's life.
1: Yeah, you, know? yeah, you changed somebody's but, life, multiple people. Yeah,
0: it's hard, and, it, it's really yeah, hard. It,
1: <clears throat> it goes back to the whole idea of that. I was thinking about this. When a um, Black person is accused of something, it always goes back to what happened in their past. But when a white person is accused of something, it's you want to protect their future.
0: Wow.
1: Mm. And that's it's, good. you know, Brock, Brock, Brock Turner. No. Two, two, oh. different, <sighs> two different men. You got a black guy that's accused of rape. Yep. And it's, well, let's look at his past. Yep. Because then we'll figure out something that, that yes. you know. And, you know, he's going to do this again. But with Brock Turner, yes. what happened? We don't want to ruin the possibility of his future.
0: Oh, my gosh. Guys, for those of you that don't know who Brock Turner is, <clears throat> look him up. It was yeah, up. when his the, the letter that his father wrote to the about how my son is used to like fine dining steaks. And so he won't be able to get that in jail. And that could do something to his like mental psyche. I was like, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, my God. Well, it goes back to the idea of like, you know, I always think about this service trip. So I went on this service trip. Um in high school which was amazing okay. and like I'm still very close with all the leaders that were on the trip and um we went to the Navajo Nation in New Mexico okay and so it's like this whole thing that it's like like and it was amazing at the time I'm like how amazing like we like went and we like had these kids and they were on our backs and we were Aww. playing with them and and you know we we went into this um, this area. It's like a very spiritual Navajo thing. It's called the Hogan. And like you go in there and you tell your story. It's all about telling your story and, okay. and hearing other people's stories. Um, I was like, it was just so amazing. And I am so amazing.
0: <laughs> yes, you right? are. Right? <laughs> you no, are.
1: No, but it wasn't good. But it wasn't good. I'm
0: Okay. I'm so, ama-
1: I'm so amazing. <laughs> I am. I looked at the pictures that I posted from this trip me with all the kids on my back and I'm honestly how amazing that me and I have you know all these homes and I roughed it I really roughed it and I slept in a tent and I had to shit in a bucket and
0: (laughs) I had to do that okay for
1: what an Instagram photo so I'm like I and I, I wouldn't give away the Experience for anything Everybody because I had a, an experience where I, wow. I had a, a service trip in Camden. That um, I used to
0: work at the Cherry really, Home Mall, okay. she used to work at the Cherry Home Mall,
1: to, <laughs> really? but um, yeah. we wow, and that was more affecting because I came away feeling like a, a different person from Navajo. Okay. But I want, I was wondering what did the people that I helped there really get out of that? But I got. More out of it than they did. Okay, and 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 how do we like reconcile those things? Because it's good, it's mm-hmm. good. Um, we're doing. an interview. <laughs> I'm glad she's interested. So Gina, but I'm
0: interviewing her next. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Korea said, you're next.
1: You're in the hot seat next. But I, I think a trip that was more impactful on me was we went to Camden for the weekend. It was called urban challenge, and um, you know. I was, when I got home from that trip, I was like sobbing because I walked from the front of my house to go get the mail. And I walked barefoot grass to go get the mail. And I was like, Oh my God, I can walk barefoot. And cause there was somebody on the trip. And I remember thinking, cause I, there was a a man who we were walking through Camden and he looked at me and he said, I'm going to cut your feet off and take your shoes. And I was like, Oh my God, like, right. I'm so scared, I'm so scared. But I don't get, I don't get, I didn't get it until I walked because it's like, the the, the the idea of wearing shoes was wow. such a privilege. Right. And But instead of me, instead of us being like, we're going to go and we're going to give a bunch of sneakers to a lot of people, right. help them out. What I came back with was the idea that I am so thankful. Because, so it's like, how does, do, okay. That's so a good I want to, and I've thought about this, like, how can we make these trips, especially for high school students more beneficial in a way where you're actually really, really, really helping people, not just for that week, but for forever. How, what is something oh. that you can do that will leave an impact for the long right. time and not just, you know, kind of amplify your white savior complex when you come back. And, and um, I think that that is something that I think the trips are good. There just has to be something a little bit extra, you know?
0: And I love you just literally, uh, wow, because even not even ju- like in just whether you're uh, in America over here, rich or not rich, middle income class, even lower. It's, it's not about you uh, having a gratitude moment. It's about having an empathy moment. So that's so what you just said. Really, yes. Wow. It's you not just, about having mm. a
1: gratitude moment. It's about an empathy moment.
0: I like, and th- so, thank you and, for that. That's wow, that's gonna stick with me.
1: Okay. I mean, it's, and it goes back to, you know, when, what you talked about, about escapism, watching the housewives and stuff. Cause we walk, people watch it for aspirational. That's how it started. Maybe not yes. anymore. People watch it for aspirational. So, um, you know, you get on there and you look at the screen and you're like, oh, look at their house, but you kind of like shit on them too. You're like, does she really need to be wearing that <laughs> outfit? But like, you get the chance to wear that outfit, you're gonna wear it, yep, <laughs> so yep. it's like, but um, you know, you watch things for aspirational, so it's like, huh, I wonder if we could implement that idea into trips for people where it's, you come out of it feeling aspirational, aspirational, but not from material things, aspirational to help.
0: To help, You know yes, what I mean, for yes. forever.
1: Not just your one week as you, you know, go, going, it It does give you perspective. No, you're absolutely right. It gives you perspective, but what do you do with that perspective? Because then it just goes back to what you said. You can know, but what are you doing about it? You You can be woke and you can know, but what am I doing? What am I I doing to help out?
0: And that's why and, I think when, when yeah. people, I'm, I'm sorry. No, you go ahead. This is, I don't, I don't want to cut you off. Um, no, I have nothing else to say. This is good stuff. Go. Oh, no. I have
1: nothing else to say. You go. When
0: people are giving to the homeless and they record it. So my husband is, uh, used to be a barber in New Jersey before, and he still cuts hair. People uh, will come over sometimes to get their hair cut, not so much anymore with COVID or even moving to, um, even though we've been here for 14 years in Jersey, he worked in a shop and he always wanted to give back. He said, I wanted to give back not just food for a day but he wanted to change somebody's life and with men especially black men their haircut i see how he is every week my son who's growing into a man is 18. dad can you shape me up it's very big in the black community to have your haircut and no matter what income you are you want the fresh line you want the whatever and he wanted to go out and give haircuts and and um Filming but not and he didn't even think of my thought was if you film that with this is where you donate, because I think when sometimes celebs are handing out money and they're filming it, it could be for that look at me. But I again I go back to being I want to be someone of influence to help somebody by saying something. So if you're cutting, if you get barbers together and they all go out and cut in Baltimore these young men's hair. And, oh, what school do you go to, man? Oh, what do you need? And then as you're videoing this, people are now knowing the needs because sometimes people don't know or they don't know where to start. So yeah. I always felt like, like you, how can we come to where it doesn't look like you are posting to say, look at me, but hey, we need your help to we come need down here and do it. Yeah. You know, whatever.
1: Multifaceted. Yeah, there's going yeah. to be people. I mean, I look at, for example, like Bronwyn's one of my favorite clients and I look at her Instagram. And she gets, you know, called out a bunch by people. But it's okay to call people out, you know, it's okay to call people out, I think. The people are I feel like people who are constantly screaming virtue signaling, right? Mm-hmm. Are usually the people who don't want to do anything to help out at all.
0: And it makes them feel guilty for not doing. I love brown one because the yep. way the way to me, <clears throat> a woman who supports her child when society says her child is wrong. Mm-hmm. That because society will say like somebody commented why why is your husband wearing heels one time and I lo- it, it was Vicky and I liked Bronwyn's response because it wasn't a snapback it was like She's it trash. was it, it's like this woman is supporting her son because you have a teen suicide and LGBTQ and just yes. everywhere so the fact to me a mother a mother's love is, is transcends to me or it should transcend anything so to me I always felt sincerity from Bronwyn yeah and I have to say I was so felt sincerity that when she first came on and the girls were like going at her and she cried on that bus and Tamra went up to her I wanted to jump through the TV and be like, say something else to her. I got yeah. you, baller. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. You know? Taria, felt- the-
0: right. Taria pops up on the bus is like, like. You don't say anything do. <laughs> to our allies because y'all are not. You don't say anything. You leave her alone. She is protected. Yeah, you leave her alone. But the, the sincerity yeah. with, with, with which, I don't feel like she's performative. I feel like it's just who she is. And I feel like you can tell Performative versus not. It's not like Brownman was this meek. For instance, Emily is kind of quiet on the show, except for in confessionals. So she were to just come out all of a sudden, it would be like, you might. But Brownman is like that in everyday life. She's making the sandwiches for her kids, and she's. So that is her.
1: That is her, and I always say that to her because she's always worried. She wants to help, and she's like, "Is this coming off preachy?" And I'm like, "No, because you are not a preachy person." This is what you're living with your perspective. And I want to go back to something you said there about mother's love. And and you said something earlier in the conversation about, you know, you're screaming so loud, but nobody's hearing you. Right. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, my mom, there's a, a, a Taylor Swift song called clean, which is one of my favorite songs. And, and what happened was, um, I had just gotten out of, it was my first, gay relationship okay Okay. and we were driving um because i was just like fucked up from it like it was bad like it was just bad you're not gonna make me cry are you (laughs) (laughs) i cry and we were in we're in the car my mom and i and she's driving me um home from this therapy appointment and the there's a song lyric that taylor says in the song and she goes you know i screamed so loud and nobody heard a thing and my mom grabbed my arm. Wow. And she goes, I heard you. <laughs> <I'm> Cry. <crying>. Wow. <laughs> because, oh my God. And so all it takes, all it really takes is just one person. Mm-hmm. I heard you. Wow. And if you can make that go across the board, that's where the change that's, starts. Wow.
0: And I, I love yeah. that because in that moment I feel like for so many young people, even even older people in LGBT, you're, LGBT, you're already battling. You already know that there's going to be a battle you have to face. Yes. Whether, and to me, I believe in church. I believe in God. I go to church. I also believe in love. And to mm-hmm. me, if I had a girlfriend who was out there sleeping with married men, sleeping with every Tom, Dick and Harry, I would love her just the same. I could say, I don't mm-hmm. agree with you because I'm married. or no, But... To me, the bottom line is love. And just like with this race thing, you cannot change somebody's mind with an anger toward them specifically. You know, so your mom in that moment, grabbing your arm and saying, I hear you, is just, it's almost, that's exactly what we need in allies. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, you asked me about being an ally earlier and I had touched on certain things, but at the end of the day, it's, I hear you.
1: I hear you. I hear you. And that's, that that's, is, wow, that's it. And that's
0: it. And I feel like, I don't know if you saw the, uh, the video that I most recently did, but I had talked about, you know, everybody wants someone to be there for them when they're going through something. So um, Heather McDonald had, had went through something. It's, and I'm a woman. So I recognize, Hey, she was sexually harassed. That wasn't cool. And she called for backup. And I said, that's what the Black community is calling for, backup. backup. So if you would do it for Me Too, if you would do it for LGBTQ, if you would yeah. do it for the dogs in Yulin, what yeah. can't you do about it? Like, what is it about yeah. the Black community that, that makes you hesitate?
1: Yeah. You know?
0: It's just, what's Gina saying? Yeah. She's got Why are
1: people, She She said people are always scared. And it's like, why, why are you so scared? You would pick up for your kid. You would pick up for... No, no, no. It's one of those things that people need to lean into their fear. Yeah. And I don't mean to sound like motivational speaker.
0: No, no. I, I um, like this. But, I
1: love this. But you lean into your fear and you lean into your uncomfortability because the likelihood is your uncomfortability is only because of something that you were taught or that you saw. And, and so... It's like you have this uncomfortability, and it's like that's all right. Like it's not cool. and and we, as you know people who have like taken this red pill, it's like you might not feel that uncomfortability because you just know that everybody's uncomfortable about multiple things. yeah, yeah. and and I've I always had a problem with the word uncomfortable because like when when you um, are happy, mm-hmm. the opposite or when you're sad, a, a fix to that is happy. When when oh, you're um, wow. you know when you're angry, a fix to that is being complacent, you know, and okay. being you know. But when you're uncomfortable, how do you fix that? It's wow. not like you're sleeping in a bed, and I can um, you know give you an extra pillow or like mm. give you a blanket because then I'm coddling you. So if you're uncomfortable, how do I navigate making you not comfortable? Because right, if, because if, the if goal who is I am the... mm. yeah, if who I am or who you are makes you uncomfortable then you're really gonna be uncomfortable if you're friends with me. You're really gonna be uncomfortable if you go out with me at night. You're really gonna wow. be uncomfortable when you, yeah. So, yo, stop doing that with the ball.
0: That's, that's a good, you, uh, you said something about, um, you were saying about being comfortable. Oh, there was something. Oh, when you and Gina were talking about fear, like sometimes there is fear. And I, I believe that to be true. And how do you navigate fear? But you said something else after that, oh, it's a fear because of how you were raised, What put, what's put in you. And I think people are afraid to admit, uh, yes, my parents were racist, or yes, I had these thoughts and ideas. But I feel like it's better, like you said, when you um, you're not going to put anything out on social media that you're not outing yourself out and saying, hey, I've been there. I think I respect that so much more. I had a I have to give you this example. And this my daughter happened to be in the car and I was so glad she had her headphones on. And um I went good uh took used to take classes with this lady at the gym. Um she taught spin. And I was like, hey, and I was going to the gym and I waved out the window to her and i had something and I normally very with time and I said, Let me do a U-turn and go back. Say, hey, what's going on? Blah blah blah. We talk and as I get ready to pull off, she goes, Can I ask you something? So you know us like So she's getting ready to ask, that's like saying something. I hope you're not offended, but it's like, okay, whatever she's going to get ready to ask me. So she says, she said, my friend that's black, put on Facebook. It's like some, it's like some of you just realized I'm black. What does she mean by that? So I tried to explain to her, you know, if you're the only one, uh, if you're the only black person in your girlfriend group, because you guys love each other, you're having fun. You're always aware of it because you realize how people look at you when you walk in someplace or when you always go to their house or spend the night at their house, but they don't quite come to yours, but you don't, you just kind of dull that down because they're your girlfriends. So I I explained that to her. That's what, that's what she meant. It's like um, y'all were not seeing color. And she said, well, we're not supposed to see color. I don't want to see color. But what stuck out to me was she kept going, we're all the same. We're all great. Why can't we all just get along? I don't see color. So I explained to her, I know that you think that's the right thing to say, but when you don't see color, you don't see the struggle that comes with that color. I explained that to her. And she said, I just love everybody. Why can't we get along? My dad taught me if you let a person talk long enough, what they've grown up with or what's been ingrained in them will come out. So we're talking, we're talking, we're talking. And she says, I mean, okay, so like, yeah, when I see black men, I have a tendency to go, ugh. And like, for listeners that can't see me, she kind of shies away from them. So, you know, at first I'm engaging with her in the conversation, but I mean, as a black woman with a black husband and black son, I sat up in my car and I'm like, I took a deep breath. I'm like, this is happening for a reason. And that's what I understand. I have patience. So what I say to her, it could push her even far more leaning or she could change. So I sat up and I said, why? She says, when she was in kindergarten, I'm 43. So she was like 53, 54. In kindergarten, she was walking to school. There was a group of black kids and of I mean, a group of black boys. And out of that group, one of them took her lunch money. So she got into a fist fight with that one. The other ones didn't do anything. And she beat him up. And she said, so for what, 47 years? She's been afraid. So I said to her, uh, she just has had a feeling about black men. So I told her about the time, you know, um, that I shared on the video in kindergarten when I was sat down in the chair, basically, and a picture of an African little girl was pulled out in front of all the teachers and my classmates and said, doesn't Taria look just like this African little girl? And they pet my hair. Third grade, I went to a majority white school and they would say, oh, Taria rhymes with diarrhea because diarrhea is the color of your skin. In high school where boys would say, oh, I would uh, I would sleep with you, but I would never take you home to my mom because we're not allowed. College experience. I told you about not getting the job because of the color of my skin. me moving to Maryland, I'm standing in a store in line and the, uh, there was a white woman in front of me. And we were kind of talking and the cashier was white. She then closes down her drawer, line full of people. So the lady in front of me turns around and says, can you believe that? I said, no. The lady, the cashier starts screaming at me. I was gonna come back to you in a minute. You just hold on a minute. And the white older gentleman next to me says, yes, it was the N word that said it. He says that. So I said, if I went by your theory, I would never talk to people that didn't look like me again. So that One. that that's not exactly. that, that's not an excuse. That is not an excuse.
1: Which is exactly exactly and that goes back to the whole idea that people are like, well, you know, why like I feel like a lot of black people are racist against white people or I feel like a lot of, you know, gay people are, you know, heterophobic. <laughs> There's a Can giant I say that's the difference. first time
0: I've heard that word, heterophobic, they really say that? Yeah.
1: I, think an I think I may have just made it up in response. <laughs> but, um, but, but uh, you know, it's one of those things, it's like there's a difference because your fear is coming from two different places, okay? Mm-hmm. It's coming from, one is from somebody attacking you just for who you are, mm-hmm. okay? And the other fear is coming from something that's really not real. <laughs> and so it's like what? not real. That's like good. I always, I'm, I'm always like, you know, with, uh, I'm about to say something controversial.
0: You know, we like this, it. This, we talked about it. Yeah, we like
1: that. <laughs> we like that. This, The save the children thing that's going on right now. Okay. That's a movement. <laughs> it's a movement that everybody can get behind, right? Yep, Very easy course nobody wants children right and being trapped sex trafficked of course not of course not and it is something that needs to change but here's big difference in that movements are movements have a message but the point of a movement is an end goal okay yes. So the original pride movement to get gay people to not be arrested in public because of sodomy or and, and you want to get married Okay, Okay. Black Lives Matter movement is literally let's get people to stop killing us. Okay, so, but each of these movements has an end goal of how you're going to do it. Okay, so we're going to revamp the police. We're going to put it in legislature for the gay pride movement to make um, you know homophobia in stores illegal and uh, to you know get people to be married. Where is the structure Hmm. in the Save the Children movement to fix it? So let's say I'm going to be doing that. I'm going to say, okay, well, what we need to do is we need to um, fix our, you know, mindset that we're in a capitalistic society because, and here's the thing, you can have, you know, socialist society, capitalist society, America will always be a capitalist nation. There's a Mm -hmm. lot of good things with it, a lot of bad things with it. But, you know, so what we have to do to fix the save the children thing is dismantle the idea that there can be billionaires. But they don't want to say that. Okay. The same people that are promoting the Save the Children movement are people Mm -hmm. from one side trying to deflect from the Black Lives Matter movement.
0: Anthony, I could could reach through this and hug you so tight like a mom hugging her son. (laughs) How old are you? 25. Dear God, I probably could be your mom. I'm 43. (laughs) Oh, gosh. (laughs) But. I have thought that, and I just, I was trying to figure out how to verbalize it in my mind.
1: Yeah. And there's no angle of dismantling Mm. something. There's no angle of dismantling something because if there really was, it would go against a lot of the people who are being vocal about this movement. It would go against their narrative because what you really have to do to fix the Save the Children thing is to dismantle a society where everything is money-based, where there's no billionaires, where there's, you know. That's really what you have to do, but they don't want to do that. So there's really no, what, what can we do?
0: The fact that you just said that I, in my mind, I I was in this Facebook group and and it was a a woman, her, um, I was laughing at her comments, but I love what she said. Um, it was a white woman and she said, Hmm, interesting time for all of this to be coming out. And I knew she got it. I was like, she gets it. It, It's like a deflection. But I I realized when you said that you, um, about where fear comes from, and before that, when you and Gina were talking about how you were raised, that same woman I was talking to, who loved everyone and thought everyone was the same, a little on in that conversation, she told me about, and this is, I love podcasting, I love talking, because now that I know where you went to school, what you grew up with, I've seen Gina, you talked about your family, I feel like if you know where a person comes from, you can... You, you don't just look at them and say, oh, that was weird. Why they react like that? No, I know why, yeah. because they were probably triggered. So I mm-hmm. like knowing people's backstories. So she says to me, and this was recent that this happened. She says, yeah, you know, remember, we're all equal. We're all equal. Let's love one another. Oh, but wait, uh, shy away from black men. Then she said she was in a parking. Um, we have a grocery store called Wise, W-E-I-S. She was in it and she was trying to, she has a really big truck. She was trying to back out. And there was, she said, and there was a girl in a car and she went by really fast and almost hit me. So I beat my horn and the girl yelled out the B word to her. I said, so my, I said, so what did you yell back? And what she, yes, your eyes are, what she yelled back was the N word. And I said, you think that that girl almost hitting you warranted that? And she said, "Well, I was upset. I wanted to say something that would hurt would her feelings." her
1: because would, bitches somehow. That's what I said. I said, "Exclusive with the n word."
0: So I was like, "I have to keep going. There's <laughs> something there." So just like you said, I, I felt like there was something there. So I said, "So you mean to tell me?" I said, "Did she call you a white bee? Anything like that?" She said, "No. My husband even asked me why did I say that." But I mean, I had a grandfather that was Archie Bunker. I mean, a grandmother that was Archie Bunker. Bingo. If there you, you you're probably, well, you are too young. Even I'm too young to remember the first, the, the bunk, the bunkers, but it's famous. He was famously racist. And then him and George Jefferson became friends. And that's where the spin off the of Jeffersons come from. But you started out the conversation. We're all the same. I believe we all, I love all, I don't see color. Mm-hmm. But then as we talk, so I, I told my daughter, I was so glad that she witnessed that because yeah. That is how you have to have dialogue with people sometimes. Do we always feel like having that dialogue? No, but in that moment, I felt like that was my responsibility to have that conversation. And we went from again, we all should get along to now what's really coming out her history. And when she said, even my, hu-, it was like she just had the thought, even my husband said, why did I say that? Huh. So I really felt I. She walked away from that different. Yeah, and
1: and how do you reconcile your, and and this is something that people don't also understand that comes with privilege. How do you reconcile your love for people in your life? Because I don't want to speak for you, but I'm assuming you're going to see this woman again, you might have a drink with her, you might see her in class, you might see her. No, no, no drink. I
0: wanted to run over her foot, but no. no, no. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she's not your
1: close friend. She's not your close friend. And, but, you know, how do you reconcile your love for people? That you know love you but might not fully understand you
0: i've had um i've said can uh when they just want to have the conversation we have the conversation i'm okay with them because when i love somebody it's like i know your heart and i know that
2: yes, the way exactly. they were
0: programmed as children you just can't easily turn that off because mm-hmm. i know there's certain things that i may have been programmed with that may or not may or may that I may need to evolve from so I'm very honest with them and if they can take my honesty and how I feel and I can listen to their questions their concerns some valid then I feel like there's no place but for us to grow together yes because we because I, we've I, seen uh,
1: yeah.
0: we're not pc in our relationship and I'm not saying can I ask you a question And trying to make it as almost as if, uh, because the way she asked the question and she talked about the looting and all this stuff, and it was like, y'all need to settle down. That's what basically was what I got from her. But people in my life that, yes. So it's like the people in my life that that um, love me but look different than me. I mean, I went to a school where there was third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth grade. Two of each class. Me, my cousin, and two other people were the only black people in the school. So for me living in a world where eight hours a day, five days a week, I was surrounded by white people. Then I would go and culture. We're all culturally different Italians, Japanese, um, whites, blacks. So I'm surrounded by them. And then I would leave that and go to my church where it was all black people and all black kids, my age and talked about how I spoke and I didn't sound quite like them. So it was like, in between two worlds. And I think I had learned to navigate, but I'm no you longer- you think
1: you were code switching by
0: accident? Very much. Was? I think I was yeah. code switching on purpose. Okay. It got to a point where in high school, I'd be like, yeah, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> what? Right. And then when I was around my other friends, I would speak like this. And so now I make a joke out <laughs> of it <laughs> because it's something, and, and I do that for my kids. I'll say, girl, let, girl, let me tell you, and then I'll do this. Because I tried to teach them that. I said, you have to code switch, but sometimes they won't give you the code.
1: Yeah, right. they won't give but you I, the code.
2: I, I, I'm from South Philly. and I um, Yes. I know when I'm around, like the people I grew up with, well, I, mm-hmm. I don't think my accent changes that much. Like I talk. Mm-hmm. I talk, but mm-hmm. I definitely feel like I sound more South Philly when I'm talking to my South Philly friends.
1: Of course, but there's I a guess. difference. You're not you're, not, you're not, not marginalized because of that. There's a difference. You're oh, no, not marginalized no, we're, we're because talking, of that. I'm just, yeah, but code switching for example is like like right, I'll I give it to you, you something. Right. And we we can go back to this like my mom and I constantly are having conversations. We had one the other day and and you know, we were talking about come get coming here. With yeah,
0: cuz I love this. We're,
1: so we were talk we were talking about um the whole idea of the good old days, right? Okay. So there's a song that I love by John Mellencamp that is it's back when a smoke was a smoke and grooving was grooving. I love this song. I know, but okay. I was trying to tell my mom and I'm very lo- lucky. Like My brother's friends are all here. My, uh, you know, they're they're on the other room. Lot of, like, yeah, you know, people who were going to back him up. Yeah, well, <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah. Everybody in the room was like backing up because we all we all laughed at this like in the good old days. days. Okay, like, there were no good old days where a smoke was a smoke and grooving was grooving <laughs> and, <laughs> and dancing was everything for is- some people. So this whole idea that like when somebody's like, oh, the good old days, yeah, for you. Right. It wasn't the good was old days like, okay. for everybody. It was not good old days. So my mom's like, "Yeah, but it was just one of those things that you, you know you were in and you dancing and you know." And I'm like, "Well, who are you dancing with?" She's like, oh, "Yeah, the guys and the girls." I'm like, "So, I'm, <laughs> back
2: so wow. I'm back there. So I'm back there.
1: I'm well, back yeah. there." I <laughs> seen, used to in my yeah, this. but what I'm saying is, there were no good old days for me to go into the club and meet a guy. Cause I'm going to walk out holding hands with him and be arrested in the 1950s. So, this whole okay. mentality. But I was of-
2: trying to say that, mm-hmm. then you can take that and go to anything. I was yeah. listening to your story about when you didn't get that job. And, and mm-hmm. Now, for
1: all, for all the listeners, for the listeners, we have a Fifty-five-year-old woman here. If she says something stupid, a sl- stupid <laughs> no, sin. bad.
0: Okay, then... No, no, no. I have. I can vouch for Gina. I feel like I know, I've heard her on your podcast when you got. Yeah. So I feel like I know Gina. Didn't I mention her the other when I talked to you no. last week?
2: <laughs> but I had something. I was dealing with this woman. I, I was a secretary in law firm, and I was dealing with this woman all the time, getting documents to her on a time crunch, and. Um, So I started to look for a job at some point and she was looking to hire. So after a couple of years of just never meeting one another and dealing over the phone, um, I went in for an interview. And I was like a 22 year old um, cute little girl. She thought she goes, she went, I, I, I thought you were much older. How old are you? And she looked at my outfit, you know, she yes. wanted to hire some old, you
0: mm-hmm.
2: know, uh-huh. looking woman. Didn't want my young ass walking around her. Yes, you're young, you know. Pizza.
0: Yes, yep. So she didn't hire me. But
2: so I've, now I, my yeah. cousin, you know. I, mean, no, I
0: mean,
2: I've what been what there happened? too.
0: Yeah. yeah. As far yeah. as with clo I, I know it I, I've been judged based on this is too tight or this, or we don't want, you know, it's like we don't want you for this. So I get what you're saying too. It's right. It's When do we come to a place where where we're all evolved from that? But I love the story that you told about the song, The Good Old Days, Mom. And then, Anthony, when you said there weren't any with you. About two months ago, I wouldn't have had a response to that. Like, I wouldn't know. But I interviewed a friend of mine. Well, she's a new friend um, named Hannah A. Brown. a a white woman. And she has a podcast called Not Aspirational. So I listened to it. I was like, can you come on my podcast? And she said something that kind of, because just like you said Gina if we took that thought we would be constantly we wouldn't enjoy anything we wouldn't enjoy anything. we wouldn't enjoy anything yeah anything. yeah yeah so yeah, it's yeah. like you want to be awake and aware but dang can I still have fun she made a statement to me and I'll never forget this she told a story about she said there's this song she liked and I cannot think of the artist but whatever it was she said the beat for years when she heard it it just like moved her body so she would groove to it and then she said oh it was I don't know if it was john lennon it was a group that was white but it was recorded in south africa during apartheid i can't oh, remember oh. if it, it might have been
1: a, we are the no no it was, no, it was
0: said maybe john lennon feed the world i'm gonna go back and listen to that episode and i'm gonna text anthony because it might be yeah. it mm-hmm. might be so she said she hurt the beat and in that moment recently she stopped and she started Googling and fell into a Google search because re- she said, I know that beat's not ours. Meaning, she said, I know that beat didn't come from white people. Where did it come from? And she started feeling like, should I really be dancing to this or whatever? Mm-hmm. Same type of thing with the song. She Googled, she realized it was filmed doing Apartheid and John Lennon, I think it was John Lennon, paid uh, the black drummers and this and that for that. And she said, you know what? I enjoy the beat. It is, the thought came to her. It's okay to enjoy it. Just knowing where it came from.
1: Mm-hmm. So, she, so just like with that
0: song, you recognize, and okay, you know what? I wouldn't have been able to hope, but I'm not so unaware that I'm just don't know where it came from. So, it's yeah. okay to enjoy these things as mm-hmm. long as we know where they where came it comes from, from. Because and it's why. Hard. You know, when people and say, why? I didn't vote for Trump. I don't support him. But then, when you get into, well, I'm not going to support anything that he does. It's like, well, then you can't even drink Tropicana because Tropicana is owned by this person who yes. earns right. code, yeah. who earns That's this. Who... So it's like, at what point do you yeah, get so I'm still so going far... to Chick Fil
1: A and getting my sandwiches, and they <laughs> donate to you know the worst places ever. I'm like, right, I the Chick Fil A. I'm my, sorry. I, mean, uh,
2: I just think is uh, that we all just have to it just comes, well, my husband and I, we grew up in inner cities, you know, we okay. grew up in the city. So I went to school with black people. I, they were my neighbors, mm-hmm. you know? So mm-hmm. it, you were, my parents were not.
1: Well, what happens is what, what, what it goes back to is the idea and my dad explained this the other day. It's not right. And it goes back to what we talked about about constantly having to dumb things down for other people. And so the dumbed down original idea, which was, you don't see, you're not supposed to see color.
0: Yes. That was not
1: supposed to do. That was the original one because it's Mm -hmm. like, like, that's just going to get everybody equal. Right. Okay. And quote unquote equal. So it's like, that's the first step. But that was a dumbed down idea from the beginning just to get the first move. So when their generation is growing up, that's what they heard. So I don't see, see color all people are the same, exactly. you know, so that's was the original dumbed down idea that ended up, quote unquote, working in legislation. legislation, but it wasn't a proactive thing. So that woman who you're talking about can say, well, I don't see color. But how many times did she see color in that situation? but not in a positive way.
0: Right. So it's like you saw it, but you didn't. You obviously see. see. see that's you. what I always said. It's like, why isn't it okay? I am a creative. Anthony is a creative. So for us, yeah. if somebody tells me a story, I see it in color. So when you talked about the good old days, I immediately had a picture in my mind. So if you were telling me a story, I may say, were they black? Were they white? Were they Spanish? Were they mm-hmm. not meaning it? Right by anything but it's descriptive. So now I'm going to ask right. Gina, do you there are um I'm trying to, when you grew up where you grew up? You grew up in Philly. I'm I from Jer- South
2: Philly. Okay,
0: and I'm from South Jersey. So kind of like mm-hmm. the same kind of sort of
2: And my husband grew up in Camden. So he didn't Oh, so home. he
0: okay. So his
2: father was a judge in Camden and so they had to oh, stay wow. in Camden until you know you were done serving, you know. So you know, that's oh, where he was born. Okay, right? so now, so, I mean, which, we both grew up in a multicultural neighborhood. Diverse,
1: you know? let me
0: diverse. Ask, since you grew up that way, because I talked about how Eminem grew up, where he grew up, he grew up around black people, so that's what he knew. And it was, you know, growing up, if you know what you know, so nothing is foreign to you. People, color, because that's where you grew up. What do you remember? Was there ever a moment when your parents had to talk to you about? You're like you're white, they're black, whether it was good or bad. Like, we need to support, we need to not support, we need to all come together. Or, or no. did you guys not have those conversations? You just lit no, we didn't have those. Conversations I mean, they had
1: original transgender women back we, in the day at their Thanksgiving my mother, table. Like, every they, Thanksgiving, and okay. my yeah.
2: sin, because my brother and I were children, we used to sometimes just chuckle like at the table because it would be every Thanksgiving, there would be somebody who didn't have anywhere to go for Thanksgiving. Okay. And my mother would invite them. And guess what? We we carry that tradition down. We always, like there not might much. be, Anthony might have some friends that are wow. not going to fly home. Or or not close ever. with their family. Okay, okay. Somebody's alone yes. on Christmas Eve or Thanksgiving.
1: We but always have somebody. My mom used yes. to
2: work with this guy and he was black. Running. Okay. Was such a nice guy. He was a... Um, well, I guess at the time we just thought he dressed like a woman. Okay. And my mom used to say that he was abused and he, wow. he was terrified. And so he came to our house um, okay. for Thanksgiving one day. And, we, and my brother and I, we, we, we just like, because he was talking like a woman. That's why we are laughing. I picture
0: yeah. somebody I know. <laughs> so, yes. yeah, yeah. And my
2: mother, all we know was that he was tied to a radiator and whipped by his family. And he wasn't allowed to be gay. And so we, you know, then we had a, one year we had, you know, she was white, but she like Peter her pants. And so here we are like eating the turkey and we're like, oh my God, this one, but nobody's <laughs> have her over because she, <laughs> so like we just, and like we yeah, just. So
1: you grew up with the notion of everybody. Love of love. Yeah, of love. Okay.
2: Yeah. And, it, and you yeah. might get into a fight. With a black person, but then we got into fights. I used to be in like fights with, white people. That with why,
1: white people, which is why, which is why, what a big yeah. part of this movement is. I got
2: beat up in the alleyway by a group of black girls, um, but I don't. But think you they weren't
1: racist after They didn't say anything racist to me. They were smoking Because it, is it was just people beating up people. people. Yeah. Right. Like, okay, okay. <laughs> It's just people beating up
0: people. But now I have a question for that's interesting. Okay, so you grew up in a house, you experienced that culture. So, is when civil rights started and you were older aware? Was that a shock to you? Because all you knew was you considered everybody equal. But was it a shock? Like wait,
2: already happened when I. you know. um, Okay.
0: Oh, that's right. Okay. Okay.
2: Yeah. I was born in 65.
0: So then basically you were aware of the differences, but you didn't see the differences, meaning because you had them at your table in your home. So it it, was was never
2: anything like, Oh my God, you know, don't say, and the same thing with my husband. I don't know about his family personally, but my husband had, you know, played basketball. He had a nickname and he, you know, just, so it wasn't. Well, now, you, I could you, go back though in my grandmother's generation. Um, I hope I'm not saying anything wrong. Don't.
1: So I'm what not are you saying say.
0: My <laughs> yeah. grandmother no, also we yeah. had this is open, honest conversation. Anyway. Honest, okay. I, I, okay. Love I love my grandmother. <laughs> she
2: had black people. She, I mean, I got to. Did she use it, the N word? But she used the N word. She used okay. to say, "There's no prejudice." We had N word in our house all the time because of if, what it was said. But at the time, that's what that's what they called a black person, which is terrible. And now, 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 now let me ask word. you this:
0: because I, I, now I've noticed that, whereas Italians, Spanish, Black, we have names in our culture that that we right. that you know if somebody called an Italian it's it's a fighting word if somebody called it. right. So to me, that's almost not that it's different or better, but it's, I almost feel like when you are a minority, it's different. Like if you're arguing and not again, not saying that it's right, but I guess growing up, if right. I got into an argument with somebody Spanish and they called me, what was well known, we all know the N word. And right. I may have called them back the word that we know that, it, it was almost a, like an equal playing field versus mm. when you hear it from somebody who already believes they're superior Yes, that's so I difference. see what you're saying Gina see, about I,
2: I, and my, yeah. my, my grandmother was saying it, it just, she just was like
1: Rolls I don't understand time.
2: what this yeah. is well, you know we she as a young girl and as and, and and actually she had forged a friendship with this one woman who used to wow. clean people's house. See, my grandmother also used to clean people's house.
0: See but and see what I mean about equal playing field? It's like- Yes, yeah, so she yeah. used to go,
2: and, and she used to let this woman come in, and at the time my grandmother told me she used to have to come in the back door. Oh my, yes. my, oh my, my God. Yes, but my grandmother had, and then when my grandmother was older and she would ever be in the hospital or sick, and she had, Anybody who took care of you, this was also the thing she did, and we used to make fun of her really because we were like, She thinks that she's so she thinks that she's so she woke. Go, Bring yeah. me something for a baby. The colored nurse that I have coming in, she would call her color,
0: right? You know, right,
2: she'd a colored nurse, yeah. I want to give her something, so because to her, that was
0: progressive. The-
2: yeah, and we used to talk about grandma. Here she is with the colored nurse. Like, um, <laughs> yeah, but then you did kind of get confused. I remember at a point, I would be confused. I used to just call people who were of a different color black if they were black. Yes. But then when the whole African American thing started, right. I got tell you, I used to get very And that was gay, a white
1: people's narrative to call people African Americans. And yeah. I
2: would be around black people and I would say, this, the, if somebody said to like, a black guy, I'd say, mm-hmm. what did the guy look like?
0: Uh, and it sounds funny because that's not what you're used to say right Right. that the same woman asked me this she said and see I love the way again and it all the whole intent versus impact you were asking like well wait a minute I'm used to saying black now where this come from versus that same woman I told you about said to me well I would think you should be called African-American. Who, who, why would, who would want to be called black? I said a black person, a black
1: person, because why do we have a negative connotation with the word black to begin with?
0: Exactly. So yeah, it's to me, I'm able to see the difference of like, well, wait a minute. We used to do this. And that's why, again, I love having these conversations because now I have an even different perspective for how you grew up and how, Now, when we hear the word colored, immediately you think, oh, is that person racist? But talking to you, knowing how your grandmother Mm. grew up, to her, that was progressive because she was no longer, right, and she was no longer saying that word. So it actually was progressive then. So now when when an older (laughs) (laughs) brother yeah, yeah. So when an older person says that, I know, like I was telling you, you like to know somebody's background. I know to them, they don't mean any harm by it because we're the younger generation. We yeah. know we, you've been taught that that word is not good, but in your general, your grand home generation, it's like, no, no, this is a better word. Yeah. So I get it. Yeah. So, and, but again, that's why I like having these conversations because sure. you learn Anthony told me, did he tell me? I was like, what? He told me about the, dark versus light Italian. And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> what? Versus in my community, I told them there is colorism sometimes within our own community. So I went to college with a girl. She was black. And when I say black, like, and I'm not even exaggerating, but like
2: black.
0: a few yeah. shades lighter. She was one of the most gorgeous girls I had ever seen. Mm-hmm. White teeth, beautiful short haircut, cheekbones. And I told, I always found that she gravitated toward black women that the girl that was her best friend, Anthony. I think I told you Monique looked sort yep. of like your mother, but her hair was red. But was, she was mm-hmm. black. She gravitated. All her friends were that color. And it was, and I mean we were friendly, but I would notice color came up a lot. But okay. you just we she comes back. So but I don't know her. I'm from Jersey. She was from New York, the Bronx. So we come back from break and she shows us a picture of her grandmothers. We were showing our pictures of our family. She shows us a picture, and it's a picture of her grandmother's grand piano with all of the grandkids, her being one. Yeah. And I noticed all like a lot of them look like you. And then her picture was up front and she was White. Bohemian. And she says, yeah, I, sw- I put my picture in the front um, of all my cousins because my grandmother treated them better than mm-hmm. treated her Interesting. because of her color. So I was telling Colorism. Anthony that's all. Oh. So It's almost there. people say, well, sometimes Black people are angry or a hair trigger. So if somebody heard the word colored, they don't realize, some, (laughs) of course, we know are saying it as offensively. But if you're a darker skinned Black person and you hear that, it could be triggering because somebody's own grandparent treated Mm -hmm. them. Differently. differently, yeah, you know? So yeah, it's it was very, it, it was very it, it, this is all very much interesting. And even as a Black person, I'm still learning because yeah. they didn't teach it in school. And my grandmother, my family's from Florida, grandmother, grandfather, uh, Tallahassee, Florida. I would ask my grandma, what was it like drinking out of those different whatever? I don't want to talk about it. So my family didn't want to talk about it because it was painful to them. I wanted to go to Florida State University my uncle, I'll never forget my grandmother's brother said, no, you go to Florida A&M because Florida state didn't used to let us in. And my thing was they're letting us now, but the pain that they experience is like, exactly. we don't want you going there at all. Cause Florida A&M is a HBCU historically black college and university mm-hmm. versus Florida yep. state. So it's just interesting. And to even hear you give your perspective. I mean, what do you think about What's going on now, as far as like another? They're calling it another civil rights like moment or movement, rather. I think it's good because I personally, I never
2: even knew what white privilege was. I had okay. to look it up, like, and wow. and because uh, I know people get so offended by it. But the fact and, that you did is is amazing. Yeah, just- and then when I I actually put something on my Facebook, and I ended up. It, it really I can did imagine. Not go I can imagine. I got like bullied on Facebook. I shut down like. Well, you Facebook. got bullied by I'm racist on my people. I'm on,
0: my, I'm on my way to Jersey. I'm coming. I'm up to turnpike yeah. now. Gina, tell me who it is. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so, and it was so, um, because he didn't answer. First of all, I I just said, you know, explaining what white privilege was. It's. Mm-hmm. it's I'm back on Facebook, so the post is still there. Um, but he he just attacked me. Well, what me. you had
1: said was you got to understand what white privilege is and you even, she talked about colorism a little bit Okay. because um, we live in a really amazing complex down the shore. Okay. And um, I often, you know, I have tattoos. I'm darker skinned when so, there's been a few times where I've walked in and people, people no
2: from the building are like,
1: cheating. Oh yeah. wow. So you've, and, and I'm white. Wow. I'm, I'm a white <laughs> person. Well, and, it's like- and I know she but it's like colorism you here, you was born here you I was born here it was, wow. it's colorism still. and so she goes it's it's not about your wow. finance because people often want to say well you know well black people can grow and evolve and, and they can get better jobs it's not about, about yeah, the money yeah. you can have as much money you can it's still about color of your skin like when, I yeah. suddenly,
2: when I realized that people are having conversations with their children to tell them black people. To tell them, don't put your hood up.
0: That's what don't Taria hold. was just talking you about. Know, this yep.
2: just rips at my heart, you know? And actually, one of the girls answered on my post. Um, a girl, I went all through grade school. There were only two, um, now three black girls that went. And we just had our um, grade school reunion. That, a Cynthia grade school,
0: came. that's cool. <laughs> yeah.
2: And she piped up, you know, thanks for this post, Gina. And she, oh. she answered other Racist kid. guy, and she said, "My kids are college educated, and I, I forget how she words." She
1: goes, "We still." She goes, "It's not about what she said." She's like, "It's not yeah. about that. It's not about saying go get an education. It's not about saying, yes. you know, go make a lot of money. It doesn't matter." Did it's you hear very
0: about, scary? Did you see the testimony? And I'm gonna try to find it. I was like, everything. I'm like, I'm gonna send you, Anthony, and my mind because we don't write things down. I'm like, remember, remember. Yeah, yeah. But there yeah, was yeah. a um, a black congressman, um, Republican who took the floor and explained how he had been pulled over repeatedly going to work to the white house in his Porsche and in his, because he was what? black. So that goes, it's like, it's not about money. Um, Ice tea yeah, from CSI. He was pulled over. Um, um, yeah. So it's like, you know, but I want to say thank you for doing that because I was telling me and Anthony had a conversation. It's like when we're screaming, and no one's hearing. It does take a voice that looks different from us sometimes to get the attention and say, exactly. "Hey, this isn't right." Yeah. You know, yeah. so I appreciate that you guys are.
2: And it has opened so many conversations.
0: Yes, you know? and that's what I. Again, me and Anthony having this conversation. I told him, "Thank God," he told me about the italian because for me i like to joke and because i don't get offended by a lot i might have been like oh you're a, you're such you're so fair-skinned and it could have been record <laughs> stop, like what did you <laughs> say yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> but it's not as intense it's because nice. nobody's
1: ever yeah. marginalized okay it's okay, it. okay. It's like my it's like, husband yeah.
2: really dark and when dominic came in he was white it's like he was like
1: casper right oh and my gosh like, Of like, and we're like mad about it. (laughs) Like this, oh shit! An umbrella on the beach, you know? I put up an umbrella on the beach,
2: but he, but he And and I was a little nervous because we had in beach. I'm thinking,
0: (laughs) did this storm? That was that was funny. Like I don't know if you belong to me. When (laughs) I had my son, my my husband. I went to my husband's um, mother's sister's funeral years back. I think we were married. And I told my mother-in-law, I have never seen so many different colored black people in my life. And I'm <laughs> <black>. I'm your <even laughs> color, some lighter. Her sister has a daughter that was probably your complexion, and the sister is darker than me. So yeah. when my son was born, when he was younger, he walked past his baby one picture one time and said, Mom. Who's the white baby you're holding? I said. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <it's> you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's you.
0: Son. You know, and and I love. At the end of the day, to me, our color shouldn't divide. Imagine if our color divided us, and I never got to know the beautiful human or the beautiful mind that Anthony has, or his beautiful oh, mother. Exactly. I mean, it, it's like, are you kidding? He is amazing. Thank you. He will oh, just say yeah, stuff, true. and I'm You're like, amazing. No, no, no. I would. I-, I told him so. My husband he calls me, and I'm like, This is him, by the way. I'm at t- I saw that 856 number, and that's where my family, New Jersey, like, right? up in New Jersey. Um, my dad would always say, But you guys probably know <laughs> people are gonna ask you where you grew up, say, Go to exit one on the turnpike and keep going. So, the yeah. country, it's like, um, maybe 20 minutes from Cape May. It was called Millville, New Jersey, Millville. Millville. Oh yeah. I know. Okay. I graduated from Millville. So it's funny. I used to drive for Lyft and Uber before all this and you know, we all feel guilty. Well, not guilty, but you feel bad about the people who have died in this pandemic and the people who are suffering. Right. Yeah. But when this happened, I said, I'm really going to focus. It taught me to always be prepared. Number one, I would, since I, kind of sort of, you would say work from home, but drug from lift. I can let it get down to two rolls of toilet paper. I'll run out and get some. No, you always need to prepare and have a backup of things, but also realize that I needed to take my business more seriously of what I wanted to do. Yeah. So I've been, you know, trying to do that. And um, it's just been, my mind just literally went like this. I'm enjoying, our. oh, so I'm taking this seriously or whatever. I hear Anthony, I told Anthony I would go search him by name to see what podcast he's been on. Like I would hear him and then be like, oh yeah. Then I would search him and listen. And um, he said people could reach out to him. I could show you and I could show my husband before I heard him on a podcast. Um, and the, uh, the last words he said was, hey, I don't just work with housewives. So if anybody wants to talk to me before I heard him about a week prior, I had in my planner, that's on my desk, research Anthony Lauria, as far as you being a consultant. So, when yeah. you said that, I came home and crossed out research and put in DM Anthony <laughs> Laurie. Go ahead. So That's it was, you know, he's just, but he, but me hearing your voice. Now, I have to say, the, uh, the woman that didn't hire you, because when I heard you, I didn't know you were going to look like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, yes. whoa, Gina, like, yes. Because oh, she has a, a mature sounding. Voice, exactly. so guys, if you could see Gina, she's a smoke show. I think she needs to be on the real housewives. Just <laughs> Margaret I wants her three on, three.
1: Margaret wants
2: her on. But the other thing this guy tried to do to me, I have to bring it back. This, this okay, was oh no, I oh, was when he said to me, <laughs> first of all, he said he searched my Facebook list and I had no black friends on Facebook which, which he
0: was, went through your Facebook well,
2: yeah, that's what somebody goes wait and that's why I ended it because a lot of people were jumping on oh yeah and then getting in fights with him and then he goes you live in Moorestown New Jersey you know virtue signaling um, okay and then he goes how many black people do you have like
1: and so many black people wrote in the comments. They're like, "Me, me, <laughs> so me wow." Me, me, and then me. he said, "Like, do
2: you hire black people?" Do you? Uh, so I what? answered him, and I said, "Our IT person is black. My gynecologist okay. is black. We have black friends going." So then he writes back, "Oh my, we like you own them."
1: Yeah, but this he is flipped, the guy who's
2: gaslighting me. Yeah. Like, yeah. How else do you answer that question? How no, how was the union? Oh my yeah. god! then what I said but to my, my mom. What, what I said, said to my doctor. But but oh, listen, listen, listen,
1: listen, I was so listen, hot. listen, I was
2: so listen, listen. But
1: then what I said to my mom after this was over. I said, "You see how upset you are about this, right? right. See how upset." Imagine. Imagine,
0: imagine a wow. black person
1: defending themselves. Yeah. And I think that was kind of her.
0: Aha! Uh-huh. A uh-huh moment, and and uh-huh. I've learned too not to just jump on. Sometimes you'll see someone in a comment say something that's say white, and I and I'll say, let me see what else they're saying because you never know somebody's history. Because okay. again, not only. What are the rights that people are fighting for, or who were getting killed in the streets? Black, transgender men. You grew up with one at your table. So, if somebody had a jumped on just saw you say my doctor, and because they were angry and wanted to jump on what he said, they would not have known that I grew up with a gentleman at my table. And then that becomes I have one black friend, you know? So it's like, exactly. I, yeah. I, people need to hesitate before they just do research, before they just jump. I yeah. do that even if if it's a story about a black person getting killed or a white person getting killed or a cop getting killed. Let me research before yeah. you just jump on. So Jump
1: in, but it, people it's just so, post and share. And it's just so
0: interesting to me that that at your at that age, little, just you having a black transgender man at your table. That yeah. That's just really like, wow. And I I want to say it's a, yeah, think about, think about how far back. Yeah.
2: That's why I say my mother drives me absolutely crazy. (laughs) Our relationship is, she is so like, but when I, when I think of my but even though I get, she just had very good qualities. And to me, that's how, that's how things are learned. I, I, you know, I know a lot of people who don't, think the way I what did, or they'll make says, a and go, but then, and, 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 and just so-
0: I know what you mean, because it's, like, to you, that's not how you were brought up, which goes back to yeah. what you said, where the fear comes from, how they were that's, raised. Well, well, yeah, well, my grandma, and I had a moment
1: with her the other day where I realized something that I thought that she was saying something racist for my whole life. I always thought, because what she says is, yeah, and she's talking about- um, black people in her neighborhood, she goes, and all my brothers and my sisters. And I always thought that she okay. meant like she was using slang. She, really, she really means her brothers and her sisters.
0: Mm-hmm. But that's she, funny because when you said it, I immediately thought that's what she meant when you said it. Like, yeah, those I mean, are my brothers, those are my sisters. But that's funny. I mean, you thought differently. Yeah, I
1: thought that she was being like, not non PC, yeah. not PC. <laughs> 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 wow!
0: And, so, and my
2: wow. mother, she she's just she was just always that way, very like, and I, like I'm saying, even with a woman who beat herself, anybody who just like a stray, we would say, okay, "Who's coming to
0: the table this year?" Gina, I let it slide once. I have to ask. Yeah. Was it random that she peed or I think what? she was yeah, out of like, drugs?
2: She just, like had no control.
0: Right? Oh, okay, cuz yeah. I was like so she Was it did, just like read, You know. And you guys were like, trying to eat. Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
2: and like of course my mom and dad were acting like
0: not nothing. Was going I was going <laughs> to say, "Oh my god."
2: And my brother and I we would die. we would just die. We go, "Oh no." <laughs> Who's going
0: to be, but we didn't mean it in a bit. You know no, what I mean? No, like, no, you're kidding. Are you kidding? And yeah. So I mean, that's yeah, that yeah, is, kids, yeah. it's amazing. I feel like I've gotten to know like another layer of you. And that's why <laughs> when I first found out about Zoom, like transition, I'm like, okay. Oh, that's an alternative because I never liked doing phone. And I mean, I'll, I'll yeah. do them, but I like to see your reaction, my reaction, what have you. So it's yeah. like I'm in the room with you guys and you best believe, listen, I have made three threats now to two people that I'm coming to see them in Atlanta when stuff like really opens. You My gotta come. Gotta come to you gotta Navy. come. Stay I'm with
1: us at the shore. Are you coming? Stay
0: at the shore. Here. My bags are packed. <laughs> 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 I work in Philadelphia. I still I, I work. In
2: Philadelphia. What do you do? I'm I'm a legal assistant. i um, right now I'm a receptionist. I didn't go to college. I was never even an option for me. Okay. Um, So just something in my family. Like I worked for attorneys because I took business courses in high school. Okay. So when I was 15, I would get out of school early and I would work in center city and I would do like file meetings and all that. And then when I graduated, I had a really good paying job with a law firm. And so my, it wasn't even like it's, it's sad in a way because it wasn't talked about. And right now, this is what I go through. Like see how you were saying during the pandemic, so many Things you, you yeah. really need, even to be a nanny, even to help somebody with their children. You yes. want a college-educated person to do that. And um, yes. so I'm always thinking, how can I make money? How can-? Anthony, of course, we are, well, we my husband's an attorney. He works his ass off seven
0: days a week, and we Wait have a minute. very nice thing. He's an attorney? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I hmm I Yeah, just but we didn't need it work. No, no, no. I just so- fell in love with you guys more because growing up, I wanted to be... This is going to be funny. I wanted to be a defense attorney and a prosecutor. Like I wanted to do, but I wanted to yeah. be an attorney, and I, and I thought I was going to go to UCLA for law school, and then yeah. I was going to, I, and then that transition to wanting to be like a newscaster and stuff like that. But right. that I love uh, lawyers, and I know people. They say they have a bad rap, and me, I'm like, I want to talk to them. <laughs> what do they do? Like, you know, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Like, because yeah, my dad's to- the least shark of a lawyer yeah, that you can get. Yeah, my dad.
2: Listen to me, subliminal.
1: <laughs> um, <my> dad. daddy, <laughs> daddy your daddy Pretty <laughs>
0: <Freudian laughs> now if she was <laughs> on the housewives that's the bite that would be captured and everybody would be like right. can you believe that he makes her call him dad they would flip daddy, the whole yeah, thing <laughs> yeah 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 you're right you're right we grew up like
2: very modest very I mean we, my mother always made my mother and father both worked and you know, when I got that pair of designer jeans, like, I appreciated it. And yes. I couldn't go, like, on the eighth grade school trip to Great Adventure. We couldn't afford it. We stayed, like, at rooming houses in mm-hmm. Atlantic City. Wow. When we finally got to stay in a motel. It was like, me and my brother used to walk around talking with English, and British accent. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, you know, because we had had in the highlights
0: no, Oh, my God. So do you uh-huh. ever just like look back over your life? Like, do you ever, sometimes we're so fast paced because we want to make money. You have kids, you're m- better life for them or so you can have a good retirement. Right. Do you ever just sit down and look at your life and think about your grandparents and your mom and just where you are now?
2: Yeah, I do. Like, yeah. you know, I had well, I had a lot of, my mother, she'll go, well, I've never been here. I'm a guilt. Like mm-hmm. I have a lot of cheap files to she wow. I'm like, going
0: on vacation. She like and we have a boat. We have like a, a little like a, a little boat. She's Yeah, you're a bazillionaire. <laughs> <laughs> but I know what but you I, mean. I, right, right. I know what you mean.
2: How much does that cost?
0: You and know? you're like, it's almost like you enjoy, but it's it just makes you like, oh, uh, if I could just um like if you were out shopping by yourself, you may not think about it. You got but then when you have somebody like it forces you to be like Oh, yeah, because I told somebody, I'm not one that would hide information from my friends to help them, because I don't want to be the only person in the store being able to buy a pair of shoes or go to dinner, you want, you know, or have to be reminded of. And I think that when that whole saying, you know, um, don't forget where you came from, I I, and and especially like for rappers and things, I get that. But you have to evolve. The only way to bring people with you is to evolve. So that you have yeah, to bring comfort. people with you you're not going to live in the same place you did when you were yeah. growing up just because you have money you need to evolve right. and i feel like you have to be around what attracts you my palate, i told anthony eating is very i go outside the box on anything else for a dream for know. whatever but my food palette is very like i don't go outside that box. but i told my husband hmm, i in order to attract um you know they say be around what you want to attract I'm gonna have to stop going to TGI Fridays and start going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! As me. a joke, but I love Fridays. <laughs> oh my god! We
1: used to. We no, no, I actually do so love Fridays. We used to I eat afraid. at Fridays uh, all the time. Well, I we used to have down
2: here on Tuesdays down the shore. Kids
1: eat free. Kids oh. eat
2: free. So <sighs> well, me and my friends would meet. We
0: bring the kids
1: and yeah. the kids would eat for free. The chicken, the, the, are they, oh, they really yeah. heavily pepper the french fries. Yes, oh, wow. let me
0: tell you, I still love the rib basket. But what's funny, when we moved, we just, talking about taking a chance, I felt like we needed to move from our friends and family in Jersey. We came here so yep. on Wednesdays, my, my oldest is 23, and my youngest is uh 16. Every Tuesday, McDonald's had free Happy Meals. <laughs> or happy, meal happy meals for a dollar, happy meals for a dollar, and if they were chicken nuggets, they were two dollars. So, where do want I want a happy John, meal, oh, Baltimore, Maryland, Maryland Baltimore. Oh, mm-hmm. yep, it's
2: such a nice, um, little Italy. area. Oh, I was waiting for her
0: to say seafood. I was gonna say,
1: yeah, no, <laughs> no, 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 we were bonding over that. We're like, we don't like and seafood, like seafood. but I know. will eat oysters.
2: Now, isn't that crazy?
1: I like oysters, Out of and I want every you to season? give it a try. I want you to give it try. You want to know why? Because you like meat. Do you like steak?
0: That's my favorite meat. I don't you eat me all the too. time, but it's my favorite meat.
1: Listen, I want you to do this.
0: I'm, I'm to okay. No, no, listen. Like do you girls. like dirty martinis? I've never. I've actually never had a like dirty like martini. Red, red wine. I red am wine. a clean girl. What are you talking about? Uh, I'm just don't joking. Drink? No, oh, okay. I know no, no. I, no, I do drink. I meant clean, like dirty. I'm a clean girl. Oh yeah, clean. <laughs> but I do like red Is wine. Good? Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, this is what I want you to do. I want you to go somewhere, get okay. a um, glass of red.
0: I'm already going, okay.
1: okay. And then you've got to get the, I only did it because I used to, used to kind of date this guy who was on Broadway and I would go see his show a bunch. Okay. And he was a mean girl, he was a mean girl on Broadway. And I would go wait. For him, after at Gallagher's Steakhouse, which is across the street. Okay, I know
0: what. Okay, and I
1: saw all these people getting oysters, and it was like aspirational for me. Like, yes, I like I know what you mean. I had just, I just made a big deal at work. I bought myself a Gucci fanny pack. I'm on my black leather jacket, my sunglasses, and I used to go by myself. I'm like, I'm such a New Yorker. Oh my god! And I would go sit at the bar at Gallagher's. The guy knew me. He would charge my phone um, behind the bar. And I, he was like, you got to get the oysters. Why don't you get, he goes, this is what you got to do. Red wine, the oysters, and then a, a filet. Okay. No, and, and it, you know, very rare filet. And so I got the oysters, and he's taught me how to eat them. Okay. It, they're so good. You put a little red wine, vinegar, shallots on it, horseradish, and you slurp them. And it reminds and then, you of eating. And, <laughs> no, no, no. No, they're so unbelievable. And they're not fishy. They're not fishy. Okay. It just tastes I just have like. To say this.
2: I'm interrupting you. and changing the whole
1: subject. Okay,
2: what? But... My first day. So they have. I went out with a for years before um Okay. Hold
0: on a second. You guys are fading out. What did you do, Anthony? You did something. What did you do? Look, okay. I was going to say I was all into it. What did you do? <laughs> Now we're so, back. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it
2: was the first date with um, Mark, and he comes to the door, and my father is sitting on the chair watching the news or whatever with his white socks on. I was son- <laughs> like, I don't know why. I was like embarrassed. I don't know. It was, was, was like the first time I went out. the White tube like, socks. White tube socks. Yes. Drinking his beer, and my mother's in the kitchen with curlers in her hair rolling meeples. And, um, I don't know why this, like, I guess because he was an attorney and I worked okay. for all my life. Oh, he was already I, an attorney. Okay. Yeah. He had just gotten out. He had just finished law school. And um, my dad goes outside and writes down his driver's, um, his
0: license plate because he was like I, I you know where are you taking now me? if that wasn't like I would be like if I was him okay I definitely need to make sure I wouldn't have even kissed you good night okay. <laughs> <laughs> right that's a good that's a good one I'm gonna tell my husband to do that for my daughter that's a good one so by the way
1: it's because point. her it's because your ex-boyfriend bit somebody's ear off he was a crazy person
2: well okay, I so okay yeah my my was with the ex-boyfriend although my mother like didn't want me to break up with him she loved him so much but he i would be abused right now
0: but but see those are the ones honestly that your family love because they're charmers so they charm your family and then you're gaslit to think you're crazy yeah
1: you're the crazy one in the situation you know gaslighting is one of my i'm an expert in the art of gaslighting.
0: gaslight i think i think um uh Creatives and communicators are because you yeah, know how to put the words together.
1: I know how to do. You know what I would do, and I did this. It only lasted I, can I birth... Jump off here. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, yes, yes.
0: Gina, on. love you. I can't. No, I'm seriously. I'm, I'm coming. You too. you too. I can't wait to give you a hug. And then when I say that, <laughs> wow. you know,
1: I actually mean it. Like, no, yeah. I
0: believe you too. I believe you, but I'm gonna give her a big hug when I meet her.
1: Of course, um, but but uh, I I went through this phase for a while, and what I would do was I would. Tell people that I was sorry when I wasn't actually sorry. And, but it would just shut it down. So like my, my family would be mad at me about something. A friend would say, you know what? And then you did blah, blah, blah. And I would go, you know what? I'm sorry. am <laughs> sorry. You're absolutely right. I'm sorry. And then they would get more mad because then they'd be like, what
2: are you? Yeah, yeah. What do you mean? you're sorry. <laughs>
1: like,
0: right? absolutely right
1: oh my gosh it works
0: it works it does and especially if you evoke no emotion it's like I go yeah sorry
1: you're right (laughs) that's
0: good that's that that definitely is guess again that creative it's like you know how to get I think because we study people and and you so I know what triggers different people yeah. so you know if you say that yeah it's almost like a superpower it's funny because I used to tell my girlfriend I'm gonna use my superpowers for good and not evil because I know I can use them for
1: evil <laughs> yeah yeah for evil so so I do I try to do it for the greater good I mean but you know it's the greater good of myself wow. so that's really it <laughs> I
0: I really enjoyed talking to you I didn't even know I, I thought it maybe like oh okay maybe we'll go like it hour and a half, but I really enjoyed talking to you sure. and then talking yeah. to your I mean,
1: mom. Here, Taria. I think that and I will say this and better keep this in the episode. Oh, yes, this yes. is the best, the best uh, podcast episode that I've ever been on. And I think ever 100%. God, well, okay. Wow. Ever, right? I'm saying that confidently. Best ever, because you're an amazing host, you're an amazing interviewer. And your show is gonna be so successful because it's not just about one thing. And it's going to, it, it, this is the best ever. Ever. I
0: appreciate you. I, wow. You see, I don't know what to say. I know you've grown up around black people, but can you see I'm blushing I'm pink? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that much. really, I, I appreciate you. You've, um, you've given me so many nuggets, just business-wise and even just um, in life and talking to your family. You know, I'm yeah. very much one sometimes um, as a black woman navigating in the world, you think you can be angry all the time if you chose to be because there's things that happen. And then sometimes it's, I feel like we all need to operate in grace. Yeah. And and, um, people have been graceful to me and and have given me grace when I didn't deserve it and, and shouldn't have. So for me, like when your mom was talking, I went in listen no matter what. When you said what you might say something bad with an open mind, because again, it goes yeah. back to how people were raised. And I've had people um in my DMs that were like, I grew up in the South. I didn't realize I had microaggressions listening to you. I've realized that I did, and I'm gonna to strive to do better. And because I started thinking. Oh my gosh, this pod. And and then I had to, you told me to stay true to who I was. I'll never, I mean, even I'm acting like it's 10 years ago, but it was last week, but it's been, (laughs) (laughs) it's been on my mind. So, and listeners to you too, whatever it is you do, you said, be true to yourself. And basically your voice, because I started thinking, wow, is this going to be all the angry uh, black woman's podcast? Well, guess what? If I'm feeling angry about something you told me, talk about it, but also, being true to myself is wanting to hear the other side, because sometimes I feel like the only way change is going to come is having conversation and you're not the other side, as in on the other side of the aisle. Yep. But culturally, I know some things about your culture. I didn't know before, you know, some things about mine. So yep. everything, all talks doesn't have to be contentious. And I like how you said the opposite of angry, complacent, you're happy or whatever the opposite of sad is is happy, but the opposite, uncomfortable. We don't, we don't even want to make people not uncomfortable because uncomfortable is kind of like where you grow. Just you, you know. So mm-hmm. I, I appreciate that. You have really that compliment just made my day. I'm floating.
1: Oh, it's not even a compliment. <laughs> it's The truth. It's the truth. Wow. It's the difference. Wow. Compliment is you look pretty today. That's the truth. And you do look. pretty today. <laughs> You do look pretty today. But you guys
0: different. know that what anthony just said i'm gonna have my husband isolate that and every morning my alarm's gonna say you look pretty today (laughs)
1: today." today. (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna come here and i want everybody listening you got to when i tell you right now you got to share Taria's podcast it's so easy it's so easy to get on and i'm telling you this is how it works this is how podcasts grow you got it if you're listening right now you go on right after this okay and you, you rate her five stars, you leave a good review, and if you screenshot that and you send it to me, then I'm gonna give you a free uh, consultation. So if you wow. do that, come to my DMs and you do that, because this podcast has got to grow.
0: Oh you do that,
1: my god! you raise five stars and you leave a review, come into my DMs and, uh, no, you know what we'll do? You come into my DMs, we're gonna do a Zoom call with Margaret Josephs. That's oh the, my gosh! What, what? So you listening? If you, if you're doing it, screenshot, DM it to me at Anthony Lario, A N T H O N Y L A R I O, and we're gonna do wh- whichever one you want. Let's say you don't even care about Margaret. We'll do either a free Zoom, a free uh, social con- consultation or the Zoom call with Margaret. Oh,
0: my, Anthony, yep. I am going. To hug you too when I meet you, <laughs> guys. We're hugging through the computer screen. Yeah. I have, I love you. Um, you love are you. my new friend. We are friends. I'm not even gonna say new. Um, I appreciate your wealth of knowledge. I want to see your face and uh, Gina's face on TV. Um, you guys need a show just just based off of you two. And I think your family is probably just as fun. But I have a feeling that you two are like. There might be like the supporting well, <laughs> next, you- time you, next time
1: I, c- I come on, we'll have to have Dominic, yes, in the podcast. Where's
0: hello, how, how are, are you? you? Yeah. <laughs> I love your family. <laughs> he, he is-
1: he he Dominic did a housewives before I get off here. I gotta tell you, Dominic did a housewives moment at dinner the other night. Oh, like you wouldn't believe me and him Also, mind you, like three or four espresso martinis deep uh, after drinking all day. And I said to Dominic, I go, I look at him, I go, you know what? I'm so sick of you constantly psychoanalyzing. I'm so sick of it. I'm so sick of it. And he looks at me and he goes. Fuck you. He gets his stuff, he gets out of his seat and he has a, a fanny pack and he put it over his shoulder like a purse. And he's screaming at me out cause it's an outdoor dining between in, in like three or four tables. But he put his mask on while he was screaming. So he was <laughs> he's going, he's going, you took it too far. And I'm done with your bullshit. And he walks away. I was like, this is Housewives. And his friend is like, should I go get him? I'm like, go get him. I was like, the cameras are following him. <laughs> <It's so funny. laughs>
0: <laughs> you can see it play out in your mind, right? Oh like, my this, God, yeah. that is right. funny. But I like how you said he's screaming, but he's putting his mask
1: on. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> that yeah. is now, and that is your younger brother. Yes. Uh, I loved, I, have to, I went to uh, school, uh, the private school that I went to from first, second, for, uh, kindergarten, first, and second grade one of my friends was named Dominic and I loved that name. I love yeah. the name Dominic, I've always loved that name.
1: I love the name Dominic too, and he spells it cool. It's D-O-M-I-N-I-C, it's cool.
0: Oh, oh, yeah. well, that, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I yeah. like that because normally, yes, people would try to do a Q or, yeah, oh no, yeah. that's Dominic no, actually. They
1: do either do a yes, yeah, Dominic,
0: so N-I-C-K, right?
1: Yeah, so Dominic's stage yes. name, because Dominic is a producer, singer, songwriter. And um, he, uh, his, his stage name is No-K, hashtag No-K. I, yeah. I,
0: I like that, Dominic, yeah. the, hashtag No-K. I'll wear the t-shirt if he gets a made, no problem. Yeah, 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 we'll we'll, <laughs>
1: we'll we'll be, uh, you know, running a Ponzi scheme over here, so. <laughs> yes,
0: oh my God, I will be in touch with you after this. Great. Um, I'm not gonna tell you what picture I'm gonna use whenever I, I talk, have conversations. I like to stalk their Instagram and get the perfect pick for this oh, conversation. Maybe. I actually kind of think I have one in mind of you oh, that I saw. I'm <laughs> so excited. I, oh my god, I loved you guys. Please tell your mom. I don't okay. want her to be like, "Oh my god, did I? I enjoyed her input. I and I appreciate that she actually sat in because she sat yes. at the beat. She could have been doing so many other things. So tell yes. her I appreciate her for sitting in and I, I appreciate her for re, uh, raising such great Humans, because the ultimate goal is to raise, you don't want your kid to be a, a non-decent human in the world. I mean, outside of college, just be decent in the world. Yes,
1: yeah, so. be a decent person. I
0: There's appreciate that. Person. And so you will be getting a text from me soon.
1: Okay, great. I'm going to smoke the shit out of it.
0: Thank you. Thank you. I love you, Anthony. And I, I will talk you to so
1: you. love you so much. Seriously, so much love.
0: Oh, All before right. you're done, give me an Italian word. Um, an Italian word that says, love you to people. Oh, not, not an Italian word. How do you say love you to pieces in Italian? Oh, fuck.
1: I don't know. <laughs> te amo? Uh, oh, is te amo? That, is that Spanish? No, 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 I was
0: just getting ready to say that
1: <laughs> no, no, Wait, Dominic, what's I love you in Italian? <laughs> te amo. Te oh, amo, yeah. Yeah, te amo, piche. Spanish. No, no mi amore. Mi amore, mi amore.
0: Mi amore. <laughs> me amore. No,
1: my love. I'll give you my favorite <laughs> Italian. <laughs> Fungal, 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 and the most love—that's my way of saying I love you to pieces. Fungal.
0: Okay. I was loving me more. I'm
1: like, yes. Mia more fungal, I my love, fuck
0: you. Now that's a good one. <laughs> All right, I'll talk. I to love you. I love you. I love you. enjoy.